What's up, Jabroniacs? It's your boy, the Dan Buck. <laughs> and you're listening to the Cow 9 to 5 re-release episode leading up to this year's annual 9 to 5 8-hour bonus Patreon episode coming out Christmas Day for patrons. So if you've been listening to this podcast all year, consider giving back to this grassroots program by going to Patreon dot com slash comedians of wrestling and you get access to our eight hour episode we're going to be talking about everything that was the year of 2019 and how that affects wrestling history and we're gonna have tons of special guests so here enjoy uh for the next for the whole month of december leading up until the release on christmas day for patrons last year's nine to five eight hour episode cheers up What's up, Jabroniacs? Welcome to the Cow 9258 hour episode. You waited all year, and here we are. Welcome to 2019, your year, the year of the cow. You're sitting down right now, you're getting into the hoagie shop after a great New Year's Eve. Maybe you kiss that girl you like, dude, you like, whatever. Doesn't matter now, because it's cow time. And for the next eight hours, you're not listening to all those other jabroni podcasts. Who cares what Mark Barron has to say? Forget the Steve Austin show. We don't need to hear him talk about clocks on the wall and shit. It's time for cow, baby. Let's get into it. Get fired up. Cheers us. of wrestling nine to five episode eight hour podcast episode welcome to 2019 right now hey baby this is the podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree for eight 
motherfucking hours. I am your host, Dan Black, a.k.a. Donsky Blackamora, a.k.a. Donnie Kayfabe, a.k.a. Donnie Wrestling. Donnie Wrestling. A.k.a. the King of Jabrones. Bro. A.k.a. Donsky, Blackamora, Tanakatsu Tony, a.k.a. Don Strowman, the Patreon Don, Don Tante's Disco Inferno, a.k.a. Donnie Capri, from the time I went to Italy. You guys like sports? Yeah. I hate sports. <laughs> I'm a professional wrestling fan. While waiting for new episodes to drop, we're clocking in down at the hoagie shop. We're always marking out and showing off our merch, watching wrestlers on TV. And that's about the time we hear the gobbling. Our birds are leading into wrestling. The Spicy Hot Wrestling Podcast. Hosted by Donnie Capri, my friends say I love wrestling. It's time for Cal again, it's time for Cal again. My friends are like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta join a fantasy league. I was like, yo, I got fantasy covered, okay? I'm gonna go watch a barber dance fight a Native American. <laughs> and my friends, they're like, yeah, but it's scripted, man. You know who's gonna win. I was like, yeah, I know who's gonna win the NBA Finals. It was gonna be the Warriors or the Cavs. You guys know who won the championship title at WrestleMania 31? A guy not in the match. AKA the modern day Goof Haraja. Coming at you like Scott Bakula. Come on, everybody. Let's take a quantum leap into 2019. Gabba, Gabba Wee, Gabba Wee. Yeah, yeah. The girl, <laughs> she's mine. And. <coughs> Damn, she's fine. Folks like me. All right, everybody, welcome to the 9 to 5 episode. You're working 9 to 5, we're working 9 to 5. Get those hoagies out of the oven. Don't burn them. We got a lot to say today, baby. Woo! All right. Woo! Hey, we are here. We are here. Everybody, welcome to the 9 to 5 episode. You couldn't feel feel more welcome. I, I mean, that intro was, what, 25 minutes long? Who knows? Anyway, all right. We got a bunch of special guests here in studio. We got a lot to cover. Uh, to be honest, I don't think this, I think this eight-hour episode, I think it's going to be too short, is what I think. I think it's not going to be enough time. Uh, 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 hey, as always, let me introduce one guy to you guys. As always in studio, Nasty Newman. Hey, buddy. How you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm very well. You ready? You yeah. got the juice? You got the juice? I got the juice. My mind has been cleansed by the fires of uh, psychedelic medicine. You've and, been in uh, Joshua Tree? I've been to Joshua Tree. I've been to Mars. I've been to the 29th dimension just behind Pluto, planet Nibiru. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, uh, we'll, sounds, sounds fun, but it sounds like it helps we'll you get out. fired up. To me, it would make me neurotic. Anyway, hey, couple things, guys. Remember, this podcast, uh, uh, this uh, this eight-hour to eight hour episode is coming at you because of the Patreon. We hit a 100 episodes. For people listening to this who weren't part of this whole cycle. Not 100 I, episodes, 100 patrons. Oh, yeah, we hit 100. Ooh, ooh. Already off to a bad start. <laughs> Already off to a bad start. 
uh, uh, but yeah, so we hit 100 patrons and know that, hey, we, this is your reward for doing that, the eight-hour nine uh, uh, eight hour episode. I don't know, maybe when we hit 200 patrons, we'll have another secret project <laughs> revealed uh, that I don't know how. I, I got it in my mind. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but hey, if you guys hit 200, I'll make it happen. 16-hour uh, episode. Yeah, and check out at patreon.com slash comedians wrestling. You know, this is a grassroots podcast. We do this. It takes a lot of effort. We don't have a lot of support, so if you dig what we're doing, you want more, Cal, remember, go on there and support. Um and uh, check, we got new tiers, new goals on there, all kinds of new things coming at you. We're just getting started. But okay, uh, also, we are now rocking right now the cow hoodies. Over half of these hoodies are sold. If you want to pick up a hoodie, since you're a patron, you are able to pick one up. It's a, uh, an exclusive patron uh, item. So uh, just DM me on Facebook, message me. Uh, I sell them right directly to you guys because I want to hear from you guys. And uh, cool, my stand-up special. As my last announcement, the stand-up special, which the new title, I will reveal very soon. I changed the title. The one I told you has already been scrapped because that's the kind of dude I am. It will be released to the public. It is available right now for patrons who are patron producer level. It is available for you guys uh, to check out. It came out on Christmas Day in 2018. Hope you had a nice Christmas. And uh, you can check it out on there. So if you want to see it right now, you can uh, check out the tier where you can do it. Uh, that's the Jabroniac producer level. You can watch it. But to the public, when you want to see it, it will come out publicly. It will be coming out. It, we all, My stand-up special will be the kickoff to the road to WrestleMania. It will be coming out Friday, January 5th, uh, 25th, the Friday before the Royal Rumble. Uh, so check that out. It's going to be a, a good way to get us all pumped up to be eventually at MetLife Stadium, uh, getting fucked up out, out in the cold <laughs> in, in New York, New Jersey, not New York. And uh, remember, guys, rate this podcast five stars and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. For some reason, that matters a lot. And spread the word. This podcast is word of mouth. If you've got a friend who likes wrestling who's not listening to this show, get them in here. They're, they're going to dig it. All right? Hey. You guys ready to get this officially started? Newman, are you feeling ready? I'm ready. All right, well, you know how all great wrestling things begin. With a nice bell. Let's get it started. Let's introduce the room that I got here, okay? So as you know, we got Nasty Newman in studio. Uh, two Nasty Newmans left. Flying in from New York City, baby. You know him. You might love him. Mr. Jason Shabiro. Sierra Hotel. You could have been anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with us. And I appreciate that. Shebs, how you feeling? You ready to talk about wrestling for eight hours? I feel good. I um I, I could talk about wrestling for eight hours. Um I, I gotta be honest, I would have felt better if you played the entrance music drop before saying my name, Jason Shabiro. You know, you want to hear the glass break before they build yeah. Stone Cold walking down the, the ramp. All so right. I just want to say do better for the next eight hours. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, already healing off. Great way to start it off from him. The bad attitude seems to be on tap already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to his left, you guys know this guy. You'll love him. Returning guest to the show. He's been here a million times. Let me let me find him a proper song here to celebrate this mon monumentous occasion. Oh, no, where are the songs at? Where are my songs? Okay. Well, it doesn't have to be on mic. You can just do your job. Anyway, all right. Uh, okay. Uh, I will. Uh, okay. Mr. Pitch, Mr. Perfect, Skyler Aston. Oh! 
I ain't changing my lifestyle. I have been here for one year. <laughs> What's going on, man? What up, Skyler? It's bringing the heat that I was hoping to get from Shabs and Newman, uh, especially to kick off an eight-hour episode. Thank you so much for oh, that yeah. for that energy. I appreciate it. I'm a cold it. brew in and ready to rock. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, thanks for being here, man. Dude, I would be nowhere else but everywhere. Absolutely. I don't know what that went, but it felt like it could intro Edge's new theme music. <laughs> you think you know me? I could be anywhere but here. Uh, anyway. Anyway, we got one more guest in studio, special guest right now. Two Skylers left. If you're curious about the geography of the room, <laughs> it, it is Mr. Arlen Marmel. Linda. <laughs> I don't go by that anymore. What do you go by? Crown Jew. The Crown Jew. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Taking it back from the Saudis. The Crown Jew. <laughs> businessman extraordinaire. Arlen Marmel. Wait. Not not cracking into a LaCroix. Ar uh, uh, Skyler popped a LaCroix. That's and correct. Like Arlen is... What is that? Upgraded. Upgrading? He's got a, a can opener and everything, and it's in a glass bottle? What is that? I'm a Topo Chico man now. <laughs> a Topo Chico. He'll turn up the century. A Topo Chico. <laughs> Topo Using Chico. a can opener on a bottle. I mean, Topo Chico is... <laughs> yeah. um, the the best it is premier yeah it is it is one Hello. level above Lacroix and yeah. I'm not afraid to say that it's yeah. the lucha libre of sparkling water it really is. the cow nation is eating like McDonald's and this is like the Shake Shack mm. of hey look, 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 look looks like Topo Chico plays by Lucha House Party rules this is unbelievable <laughs> you were about after I, <laughs> what what are Lucha House Party rules everybody this eight hour episode uh, we let's get into the most important issue first what, what are, are Lucha, Lucha House Party <laughs> rules I think They're it's like all, all legal yeah in the they could just all jump and uh, uh, at any point uh, I like that <laughs> yeah I like cool. that oh, I never really understood what that was it's also uh, a bad name for like a, a, a rule set. House party, like Lucha House Party rules, they're supposed to sound tough, like Lumberjack match, Iron Man match. House Party? It's a kid and play. I yeah. Know. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it's a, it seems to be a thing they're trying out. Anyway, Jabrones. Um, so, okay. First off, I need to get a LaCroix to get going. Uh, we have every flavor in the room but right what now. What flavor do you, you have, Dan? I mean, right now we got, well, it looks like we got, uh, 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 got a, a peach pear pe over Peach here. pear, apricot, cran... Cran cran raspberry, coconut, Wait, what? lime. Cran cran raspberry? Yeah, cran cran. There's two crans. It's well, cran cran raspberry. Double cran it, with a hint of raspberry. No, you guys are you guys don't know LaCroix. Here's what so they have cran raspberry, a flavor we all know. That's cranberry and raspberry mixed. And this is cranberry mixed with a cran raspberry. So it's cran cran raspberry. That's wow. asinine. It's I didn't invent this flavor. I didn't invent it. I'm just one explaining flavor. it. It's called Pamplemousse. I hope you have the coconut, Dan. You bought it. No one else is going to drink that. Nope. Yeah. When it's not Toilet freezing water. cold, it tastes like suntan lotion. Yeah, suntan lotion. Uh, all right, guys. So, listen, we got about a million cash-ins for this episode. Wow. So, just to kick it off before we get into the, uh, uh, what everyone, no one knows what this is, this very secretive why we're here today, why we have a monumentous occasion, why we have people flying in from all parts of the all, all parts of the country, all neck of the woods. Necks of, necks the, of the woods. Yeah. Yeah. All necks of the woods. People flew out from the Pacific Northwest from to the actual <laughs> Pacific Northwest. All right, all right. Anyway, point is, we have the professional wrestling, the official Cal Professional Wrestling Summit, which wow. is going to be, it's going to be groundbreaking. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. And, and, and to be honest, this might, we might need more, we might have to meet tomorrow for another eight hours if we can't figure this damn thing out. I mean, what what's get, what gets covered in the Pro Wrestling Summit? Well, we're not into it yet. We got to okay. get some cash in and we got to have some light banter up top, okay. Okay? okay? Anyway, let's get a cash in. I don't know what this one is. Uh, 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 it is a, it is a, uh, uh, I don't, all right. <laughs> hey, it's 
Justin again. Have we run out of shit to talk about yet? Not likely. So, there's a lot of vocab in the wrestling world, like a lot of words and things that are unique to wrestling and wrestling fans. Uh, what are some ones that you've kind of found yourself using in non-wrestling related um, situations? All right, Justin Boggs, right. looks like- Cheers up. Cheers right, up, cheers, cheers up. up. The official- you cut off the cheers up. I know, that was honestly- it was Bad a, cow etiquette. I gotta be honest, this was very stressful to put together, okay? I, I, my, the, 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 the etiquette's right out the window. I know how doing anything takes a toll on you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you were really bent out of shape that you actually had an eight hour workday ahead of you for once <laughs> in your life. <laughs> absolutely, uh, uh, that's it. That's a fair criticism and I'll take it, okay? But I'll say this. Uh, Justin Bard looks like we looks like we have a jabroni at Justin Bard. We played his second cash in first. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it sounds like a cash in that was meant to be played later in the episode. To revitalize uh, us, to give absolutely. us a, a second wind. But it kicked off the whole thing. But I'll say this. First wind. So I'll say this. My, so the question was about uh, wrestling vocab, which I think is a great way to kick yeah. off. Oh, yeah. Awesome question. Love I, question. I would like to say this, is that my wife did a TV taping. Um... Uh, she was doing stand-up on a, on a HBO show. <coughs> and uh, can't be announced what it is yet, but... Uh, not, it doesn't matter. She, I was at the taping, but more importantly, I was working out the, I was working out the set with her a lot. The the writing of it, we were going out, tweaking the writing. So I knew the writing very well. Okay, we cut to the TV taping. During it, she throws in the word gimmick wow. during her TV set. Phenomenal. That is, uh, it was phenomenal. 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 That was phenomenal. Uh, and, and so I think gimmick, and I think gimmick is the main word. Maybe you guys will disagree. To me, that that is fully part of my vernacular. Where when I say it, I don't realize I'm even pulling on wrestling. Now I say jabroni a lot. Yeah, me too. I'm a big jabron guy. Yeah, right. right. There's I, a difference. Can we just can we just address the difference between jabroni and jabron? To me, a jabron like yeah. I use jabron positively. Like oh, these jabron. are my jabron. Like well, my, my brother. I, I think jabron. if you use jabron negatively, I think any negative word but, you could use as a positive. I mean, just look what some people have done with the N word. For some people, it's a term. I thought you were going to say shalom. No. I thought you were going to say shalom. I mean, first of all, I mean, also, it's not some people. It's like a yeah. specific. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, look what Jeff's friends have done with that word. I'm just saying, my friend, I'm the least racist guy in here. That is the most Trump. By the way, Shams is so Trumpy. Incredible. Immediately, he's like, no I'm, respect women more than me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the least racist. Uh, I'm, I'm the least I'm racist. I'm a modicum of racist. That's, but that's how. Uh, Wait, it, what, what was your actual point, though? I my point was point. that he's saying jabron is positive, jabroni is negative. I say that's no. How I use it. Oh, I'm, I'm asking I'm, the room. Oh, sorry. I'm You're just saying, saying you soften the word. No, by... no, no, no. He's just said jabron. Positive, jabroni, negative. I'm like, no, they're both actually negative. Like, I use jabroni or jabron to be like, this fucking jabron. It's all negative. However, sometimes you could take a negative word that people use derogatory, uh, use it as a derogatory word, and and you tell call your friend call your friends that. I'm just thinking of the N word again. Yeah, you call yeah, your friends that. Racists do. No, not racist. I'm talking about like guys in the group. Hey, take from H and O. I mean, they're saying it right there. Anyway, Shibs, bringing up the N word for no reason is an immediate shame. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say it. No, no, you didn't. You didn't say it. And uh, but you didn't say it. But anyway, wrestling vernacular. We see you use their N word. Wrestling vernacular. <laughs> yeah. Actually, to be honest, that kind of is wrestling vernacular. Unfortunately, because of what? Booker T. Because of Hogan. Because of Booker T. Because I mean, look, man, it's got a long history. I wouldn't say it's wrestling vernacular. Well, you mean because. Wrestlers have dropped racist. Yes, I just say a lot of wrestling. wrestling. Well, just, hang on. Booker T this didn't drop it in racist fashion. Crazy start. Not, Booker T didn't drop it in racist fashion. 
He was using it as a term of endearment to some degree, I that think. That wasn't endearment. No, he, he, was. he was using it to tough talk. He was using it at the end of a promo. No, it was tough talk. A lot of times, yeah. by the but way. But it was because he uses he it regularly, it. obviously. Would this be fair to say, I think, I don't know, it's unfortunate we don't have a, a person of color in the room. Yeah, uh, I was going to uh, say it's pretty unfortunate we don't have any women or people uh, of color uh, here. Uh, does a nose count? Do I count as half? I don't know. Four and a half Jews and a Canadian are going to tell you about. Or even a person of minimal pigmentation would help. I'm half Middle Eastern. I know she's Indian, but we took his mic away. Not for that reason. No, we have been people. White men have been stripping, stripping the voice. We have taken the voice away from people like Anoush for too long. We should give him a microphone. Guys, we remember we can't talk over each other too much. We're all excited. We're having a great time. I hope I can't wait to see this fire in hour eight. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Uh, First off, Newman. That is a, a talking point that I uh, 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 that I take umbrage with because I try to I try to incorporate as many people as possible, but it turns out that the white Jews always showing up. They the always show for you up. is you grew up on Long Island, yeah, so yeah. there aren't too many different kinds of people over there. Anyway, at least in your area. No, but I'm saying, again, I, I am half Middle Eastern, so and I, I am actually. Diverse. For the record, we I know she didn't have a microphone for Middle Eastern. And, yeah. uh, no, no, Shebs is Israeli. Uh, Iraq, ethnically Iraqi. Ethnically Iraqi. Ooh, la la. I'm actually Middle Eastern. Just got my 23 and me back. Oh yeah. How, what percentage you? Four uh, percent. Okay. Yeah, you're, uh, see, Dan, Dan's diverse. We have diverse. All right, can we get back to the other 4%. thing? Four percent. I actually think the way that I actually think the way that Booker T was using the N word in that promo, and I think the way, and, I, and this is why I wish I had someone. I think it's an exclamation point. Yes, yes it's right. Like, it's like 100%. saying "fuck." It's, it's saying, like saying like a, yeah. you know, it's, like, it's, a, it's a tough talk word, right? Because right? like, at the end of the day, Stone Cold, I'm gonna beat your fucking. Uh, oops, you know right, what I mean? Right, it right. flipped out. That's how he did. I don't it. think it wasn't a term of endearment or anything. I think it was just a punctual. It was punctuation. Sure, sure yeah. but it's, it's a word that Booker T probably used more comfortably and more often, not on television when he was getting fired. Hey, up. thanks for this question, Justin Barnes. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, what re- what wrestling vernacular have you? <laughs> see, like Jabroni. Here's what I would say: is that I said, who's I talking to recently? Probably some Jabroni. And uh, was maybe it's what he but I it was somebody. Shit, this is, is going to slip my mind. But I was saying that I say jabroni a lot. And then I was like, and that's not very common. And they were like, no, I say that all the time. Right. People who, say jabroni? Well, every time I've used it, they're like, Every what? time I see it, someone gives me a face. But this guy, right. who was that I was talking to? Shit. Well, I'll tell Donnie, you what. I'll tell you what. Let's I'll figure think. it out for the next I, seven and a half hours. Yeah. You guys should have a new podcast. It's a mystery solver. All right, look, here's the deal. Gimmick, right? The word gimmick is very closely associated with wrestling. It's also closely associated with vaudeville. Right, but it's also a word, right? It's a right. word that people know. Like, uh, non-wrestling fans would know the word gimmick, like like a shtick. You know, it's a thing, right. like, Not oh. the way Stone Cold uses it. Stone I understand, Cold's I understand. Like, I have this gimmick to do today, he and uses, it's like a job. I yeah. understand. He's, he's just... Stone Cold uses gimmick the way that I use John. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, Stone Cold says gimmick for object. Right. Thing. Yeah. He goes, oh, uh, oh yeah. he uses a verb. Yeah. I, he gimmicked up this thing, right? No, but he also holds everything. You gotta get yourself. He said, the last time we listened to it, he said you gotta get yourself a job. Jumper cable gimmick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, t- like a jumper, jumper cable gimmick <laughs> type thing. So as like as like a type yeah. thing. Oh, no, I left my like, car. Yeah. I left my car parking lot overnight. Came back, had a, one of those boot gimmicks on it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Stone Cold. How do you Stone Cold? Uh, I'm glad you popped by. Stone Cold. How do you use the word gimmick? Would you say uh, use it as a noun? Is it a punctuation? Punctual? We're trying to figure it out. Uh, I use it as a replacement for most common nouns. You know, okay. so I would be like, hand me that gimmick right there. Take that gimmick off your face. <laughs> shove that gimmick up your ass. Drop you on that stack of dimes you call a neck. And that's the bottom gimmick, because gimmick, gimmick, gimmick. <laughs> All right, so it's a little too early for you to be here right now. All We're right, trying to figure this out. I'm worn out. Okay. Okay. Can we take a breather? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to uh, crack a fucking lacrosse. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, what flavor are you popping? This is... Um, 
peach, peach, pear, cran, cran, apple, raz. <laughs> yeah. No, no, hey, what are you really having, bro? Cut the gimmicks. Peach, pear. <laughs> but who the fuck was telling me they say jabroni? And I, was, I wanted I to be like, uh, uh, it's going to bother me because I'm like to be someone Were I Were you talking to Dwayne Johnson? Yeah, maybe. Was it, it was you. It was a nose. <laughs> it was a nose the whole time. He is the higher power. A nose. It was you. But oh, but you Should've actually had never a great reason. Yeah. A nose had a great reason because he said Canadians say like hockey players say Wait, jabroni. Well, what I was saying is that like a lot of my friends back home say it just in circles, and this is before I started hanging out with you, wrestling jabronis. And then also people I meet in San Diego all the time say it. Like a lot of people in the bar scene down there say. Yeah, but didn't we discuss yeah. that that's because of the Rock? Yeah, oh, that's exactly no, right, that's right. exactly yeah. it. But that's one of those words that my point was is that it bled into popular culture from right. the rock start. Which sure. is the attitude era, man. Yeah. That's sure. that's the thing. Uh, I say yeah. I say worked almost every day. Yeah, yeah. Like you're getting worked. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting manipulated. Worked, I say all the time, and Jamie now says work too. She's like, you think I'm getting worked by this person? Like, that's talk about like uh, serious business conversation. Yeah. Like, am I getting worked? That's my, great. My and she goes, you're people, right. I mean, she goes, you're right. I'm getting worked. I'm getting worked because it's a lot of working. Skyler, as a man in this business. There's a lot of works. I get worked on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also, I use I use Mark out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, yeah, I'm a huge Nick's Mark. Yeah. And what's weird is that like I've gotten so deep into that vernacular that I actually don't know if getting worked is, I guess I'm getting worked by the phrase. Because I actually am like, is it actually part of the lexicon of the world? Or is well, that? It's, it's, so I think that. Or is it big, carny or what is it? Exactly. It's there's carny, a, there's yeah. a big, over like a, the Venn diagram of like carny and wrestling is like almost a, a circle. Sure. You know, and sure. it comes from that. So, wrestling, Stan and wrestling. Mark are kind of, you know, Stan's well, overtaking Mark, I feel like. Uh, Stan's, Stan Stan's being a fan. the stupidest addition to the fucking slang. Uh, yeah, I hate Stan. Well, it was added it. by like 12-year-olds, I feel like. Well, 15 fucking years after the song came out. I know. Out. It's yeah. strange. But but that is not quite the same as a Mark. Right? Stan is just a fan of something. A Mark from the Carney days yeah. is they would literally... If they thought you were a sucker, put a little white mark on you so that the other carnies knew to try their gimmicks out right. on you're, you. Right, you're you're easy, easily you, worked. You are yes. a mark, right? Yes. A mark is easily worked. A stan is just a fan. A fan is yeah. just a is what we use mark today as. Like I'm a big mark for the Knicks. I think those stands are getting worked though. So mark is now a stan, but it used to mean <laughs> you were get worked. Are getting worked. <laughs> My favorite setting for wrestling language is dinner for three. Oh those yeah, guys oh, will yeah. Talk. They don't. They, if you don't know Re- Carney speak, you could watch that Wait, and not ju- catch a minute of it. They're like, you ask me this to Zake. <laughs> okay, I will say though, I will. So I, I think I use Mark all the time. I yeah. go, yo, I'm a big this Mark. Yeah. And then I, and people make a face, and sometimes people just let it slide. But I could feel that they're like, what did he just say? Yeah. yeah. And then I don't correct myself, and um and and now I'm getting to this disgusting wrestling place where I'm like, fuck you for not knowing what a Mark is. Like, what are you an asshole? Like, you know what, what I mean? Like, you like, jabroni? Yeah. yeah. What are you a jabroni? Yeah. I go. Uh, uh, and, and then my new thing is Jabron Zone. Uh, I was yeah, like, yeah, great. the guy's going in the Jabron Zone. That's great. And that, don't, no one says that in San Diego. I don't care about it. Well, what guy's at bars punching your girlfriend and shit down in San Diego? <laughs> Stay in the Jabron Zone. There's no way. I think you're thinking of Long Beach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Punching uh, girlfriends. Yeah. No, that happened in San Diego, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. You're, yeah. I'm sorry. Your girlfriend got assaulted. Uh, uh, she was, it was insane. Well, okay? Okay. okay, good. Yeah. Okay, uh, sorry to hear about that assault. Uh, a word that I use. <laughs> sorry to hear about that assault, but I would like to get my wrestling. <laughs> yeah, sure that, I, I don't... Sorry about the assault, but anyway, the N word used. Yeah, so let me let me get back to why I'm here. <laughs> sorry, somebody ran in on your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the word that I use because I think that a lot of stuff we've covered. Tier one. It's no, well, it's still stuff, but some words. people can. Some people might know what the fuck you're talking yeah, about. You can, you uh, can uh, context yeah. clues put it together. Right, right. But the word that 
that I like to use a lot that if you don't know wrestling, you don't know what the fuck, you don't even know what this word is. Right. It's kayfabe. Oh, yeah. 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 I'll be like, I, by the way, which I do drop, and then no I have to explain every no time. No one knows what that means. And then even when you explain it, people are like, wait, what, Yo, yeah, what is yeah. it? Kayfabe what, is tough. Do you know the story behind kayfabe? Is it character fable? That's I think, what I guess. But character starts with a C-H. I know, but maybe like short got shortcutted over time. The German root is character with a K. No, I don't know. It started with the Jews as kayfabe, and then it morphed. Changed at Ellis Island to kayfabe with a K. That's Orland's serious businessman. I'm just giving you guys the backstory on how it happened. Kayfabe came over on the boat. Stopped at Ellis Island. More they were like, this sounds too Jewish. <laughs> we're going to put a K in there. Could it be Chai Fabe? Could we sell a t shirt that says Chai uh, You say, are the Jews the Jews are responsible for K Fabe? Well, saying? certainly if it started as Chai Fabe, I would give it to us. There's a better than. Uh, hey, by the way, next next piece of merch, the Chai, which people who aren't Jewish don't. Uh, there's a symbol for Chai. It's very holy. And then just the word Fabe after it. Oh, I man. think that is. I would buy that. I'd buy and that. Wear that. I like everywhere. that because it sounds blasphemous. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, by the way, this is super late, but I want to thank Jabroniak and Petroniak, Turner Thomas, for that What's My Age Again? Oh, Blink yeah. 182. Oh, wow. That was uh, Turner Thomas? Yeah. The guy that I never give credit for for having a bad theme song? His theme song was great. No, he I'm saying. Contest. Skylar, you said his was the best one? I gave him my uh, seal of approval. Absolutely. Okay, well, I, as a man who, who maybe, has, no, it was who has no musical background or experience. <laughs> and who compliments no one ever. I think that Nick Tulo's song was better. In that contest, but I will say, I had to start with an insult. Couldn't give a. I'm clean complimenting compliment. Nick Dula. By the way, this is for new listeners. A couple of months back, we had a uh, cow theme song contest just for the new people, where I gave away a chair. The winners came down. The top two came down to the Turner Thomas, Jabroni, and Jabroniak Nick Tulo. And a lot of controversy. It was almost like uh, the Cal Montreal screw job. Yep. <laughs> I think it was a work, to be perfectly honest. But a what? What, what is that? A work. Uh, it's like in K fit when a gimmick. It's a like how did the boys in the back feel about the it? Boys in the back. <laughs> <laughs> they all love it. They popped hard. Um, I'm no. immediately not worried about the length of this. No, this thing. I, I know. I, I told you, like, like, if there's a tangent, just let it go, and we can talk about this for literally another two hours. I'm realizing I did too much work. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you but got worked by your work. You got worked by your I'm own work. We're gonna get to the main event here. So, anyway, the point I want to say, you say I don't give compliments. I was surprised that that song was Turner Thomas because that is actually fucking amazing. I love that but song. You, that and I want insult, what you just said. That's how I do compliments. So I'm just saying, Turner <laughs> Thomas, I'm ready to bury the hatchet. You are, in fact. Are you seeing how you're a piece of crap? Are you seeing your piece yeah. of shit? Like, is this not a wrestling podcast? You, you oh, I'm sorry. Is, this, is it a problem that I bring some fucking character to this goddamn thing? <laughs> I love the because design. I'm more interesting than it's, you guys. It's you, not a character. You guys are fucking. You, you guys are room. Rocky Maivia, and I'm the Rock. So go fuck yourself. No, you're Ahmed Johnson, pal. <laughs> the guy uh. who brings out the hatchet is the one who's like, "Let's bury this thing." <laughs> Isn't that how it always goes? Isn't, it, ain't that the truth, though? <laughs> so comfortably brought up as the first topic, the N word. <laughs> well, we were gonna get there anyway. I wanted to get it out early, so we, we had to address it. News for you. The problem isn't that Booker T said the N-word. It's that Hogan said it back to him. That's, look, <laughs> that's the problem. Can I tell you something? That's what I was bringing. That was the joke I made. We said, well, the, I got it. The joke was, I said, it's a wrestling term because of Hogan. That's why I said that. I didn't just want to talk about the N-word. I never want to talk about stuff like that. Yeah, anyway. Uh, but like you said, that well, we were eventually going to get I mean, to that's it. a joke well, that also, true, pal. We were going to discuss Hogan at some point, so yeah. we were going to get to it. You mean Hogan? Right, I'll, I'll Hogan. Hogan. Oh, Hogan. yeah. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this dude looks like Hulk Hogan decided to sell me Percocets in the parking lot. Dude, you're from Philly? <laughs> yeah, dude. Who's your favorite wrestler? My favorite wrestler is uh, Tommy Dreamer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, you know Mr. Monday Night RVD. You met my dad, <laughs> Tommy yeah, you, Dreamer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ever go to ECW? He, 
Uh, this guy or Alex? How yeah, dude? You're breaking character this early <laughs> in the episode, bro. No, I'm not breaking. I, I refer to uh, Alex in third person. I'm not breaking character. Killing the business, this guy. Killing the business. Basically uh, giving himself a curtain call. Okay, so uh, 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 let's do uh, let's do one more cash in, uh, and then I'm gonna ask you guys a couple I have questions. So many more wrestling terms to talk about. I'm just gonna keep going. Well, I think this is on topic. Here. Hey guys, it's Justin again. <laughs> All right. This one, wait, how many of these cash-ins are Justin Barnes? <laughs> this one's not Mark. Does it sometimes feel like the soundboard's running Dan, not yeah. the other way around? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what one? Uh, all right. So, uh, now that messed up. That messed up my flow. Yeah. And mine. Yeah, you were totally in a, <laughs> and, in a flow state. And the entire audience. <laughs> okay, here we go. Cash-in. What's up? This is Philip calling from this is not Blair Blair's Country, <laughs> a.k.a. the Half Marathon Don. And uh, I just had a question. Uh, past decade, we've had. Is he running? The, uh, yes, he's always running. They're always sailing. We got Marvel superheroes top of the box office. We got the biggest TV show being High Fantasy with Game of Thrones. And I have this theory that professional wrestling is the last kind of reviled subculture of uh, of of entertainment. So my question is, what do you guys think? Will it raise, uh, rise to the levels of, of, say, comic books or high fantasy, and uh, or should it? And uh, why do you think it's so kind of universally maligned besides the folks that actually enjoy wrestling? All right. Kisses. Cheers up. Yeah, Cheers up. Absolutely. Fantastic. I'll address the second half of that right now. Why is it reviled? It's yeah. because 90% of wrestling fans are trash. And it's it's that's why it's reviled. We got two yeah. heels in the room. Guys, by the way, I just want to tell you what happened here. I think this is really funny. Arlen t- took my pen and paper and wrote something down while we're while we're trying to do this podcast. He wrote me a little. He wrote me a couple of new nicknames for the intro. <laughs> <laughs> one, of them's, one of them's really good. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, pat myself on the back too hard. But one of them is really. Good. <laughs> he says oh, these are all good. Uh, well, the first one's Don Cena, which is... Uh, how, did we, how did that not happen? <laughs> yeah, that, was, that, that one's fine. What's this one? DB3? DB3, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then the next one is Dan Blackintyre. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But then this one's mad funny. <laughs> Gentleman Black Gallagher. <laughs> it's Gallagher, right? Gallagher. Gallagher. Yeah. All right, anyway, back. what was the question? Oh, yeah. By the way, was this guy getting blown what, during this? Oh, he, was getting blown by, he was getting blown by the wind, he's not by that person. He's a listener of the podcast, so we said it's the half marathon <laughs> done, so he must be running. Absolutely. Training for that marathon. Uh, terrible audio. Yeah, so great why, point. why is wrestling, uh, say, is, uh, he was saying, do you ever think it'll get to that level? I think that's going to just require star, right? Right. Like, it's, you know, like, it's going to require, you need guys like the Rock and Stone Cold who are just so charismatic, they're so electric, they're all X-Factor to the point where people are, like, you remember during the Attitude Era, like, our, everyone was talking about Rock and Stone Cold, which, well, you know. Was everyone talking no, about? No, they were, I mean, Rock hosted Saturday Night Live, my, they, my parents knew who they were, and it was separate from uh, my wrestling. Right. They were certainly more crossover than anyone going today except for maybe Cena. Well, I always use the my parents test. Right, right. You know what I mean? I think Cena is a forced crossover and I think mm-hmm. that the Rock and Stone Cold like uh, very organically crossed Cena's over. Cena's crossover is forced. Cena's not nowhere near yeah. either of those guys even though like he's having a bigger movie career than Stone Cold uh, which is I don't know. Was that, uh, was that you think that was like Stone Cold's choice? No. I don't I mean he just think, wasn't You think he wanted to be a we, star? I've been watching these movies he's pretty fucking good in the movies I thought. No? Yeah, but it doesn't mean people want to see him. Like, I think right. people were like, 
no matter how good this guy is, he's a fucking wrestler, and I don't want to give him credit. Whereas The Rock, I think, is more takes it less seriously, or at least entered taking it less seriously. Well, we can't leave out the, the Rock is like oh, one exactly. of the most likable, charismatic he's, people. He's a hundred percent cold headed yeah. domestic abuse situation. Right, like right, that right. hurts to be mainstream Hollywood. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's oh, pretty wow. quiet. I think it was Deborah. Deborah, yeah. 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 You gotta get into Hollywood before you start smacking your wife. Right, exactly. Absolutely. That's a, cheers that's up a, to Johnny Depp. That's an old rule there. <laughs> uh a little shame. But I, I think I think that um uh, I think if if you take the just base question, like will wrestling ever get to the comic book level? Right. I think yes, because comic books are going to come down. Yeah. Sure, that's what I'm saying. Is that the comic books are? I, I already don't even care about the comic book movies when they came out. I cared about them, but in terms of why, dude, like to me, when I see like Chris Evans. It, like who cares about Chris Evans compared to Ricochet? Yeah, right. Like watch a fake CGI fight scene, especially as these movies become more and more fight scenes and less and less story and character development. I don't know. I, I have I have a big fear, which is so part of what you're talking well, about. You're gonna get vulnerable this early. Yeah, I'm gonna get a little vulnerable. All right. Uh, it's about, like the Disney, Disney-fication of Marvel, right? Is it being alone and stuck in San Francisco. Guys, let's hold let's hold right. space for for Arlen to so, be. So horrible. WWE. <laughs> Uh, I think one of the things we critique about it is like it's not as uh, loose, rough around the edges as it was in the Attitude Era, but it's still a family-run business. It's still got these factors that are outside the mainstream, and I think that's part of what makes it great. And I'm really worried that WWE is going to get like acquired by like a Disney or something mm -hmm. like that, mm -hmm. and we're going to lose all the rough stuff that that whatever is left and whatever part of that. Like, there's all these elements that they write it, you know, as it goes, and there's no off-season, all this stuff. And you can just see how Star Wars changed, how the Marvel Universe changes when sure. it becomes a part of that Disney orbit. I, I, it worries me that that's, like, where WWE is going as opposed to being it. Because there's not that many things that are independent and family-run. That are that big. That are that, that big That are billions today. of dollars. Right. Yeah. And it's going global, and it just... You could see a world where it's going to be harder and harder for them to do what they do. Totally. I. That's a great point. I think the question was, hey, do we ever think... Pro wrestling is going to get the the, the comic the character treatment and get that big. The reason why I bring and it up the is it's related. Is we, we don't want it to. Like right, we, we right. hope it never I think does. These points are related. Yeah. Like when Marvel goes this big, it's because you have Disney behind it and they right. they polish it, they sand it down, they make it palatable, they bring in mainstream. Well, like you know what it is. It's a lot have... of it, to try back to wrestling. It's a lot of like when the company chooses a guy, like we're going to push this guy, like Roman Reigns or John Cena. It's like they find something that's working a little bit. And they're like, let's give this the push. So Disney sees Star Wars is a huge deal. Let's give this the push, and then they put all that money behind it, and and, and the whole studio. Yeah, but what like about that. the whole what about the whole Fox acquisition? I mean, that that apparently is supposed to actually gear it less towards family and more towards like legitimate sports. Right. Uh, uh, right. That could very well happen too. I mean, what if we're ha I'm just glass half Fox over here, but I'm thinking <laughs> like, what if that actually is what we see more the a Triple H run uh, company, more the hard hitting sports, you know. That, Ricoch more ricochet and that kind of stuff. Sure, that that I mean, if you think of like a Triple H at the helm of WWE, which I, I think we all agree is gonna happen mm -hmm. one way or the other. Vince can't live forever. Although if anyone can, it's this fucking guy. But <laughs> Triple H is taking this thing over at one point. But do you think that maybe the the real sportification and the foxification of WWE is sort of like the equivalent of Marvel getting bought by AB by ABC? Like it will by Disney. I mean, like it will. It will change it. It will make it a little bit less than what we want it to be. It will make it a little bit less of that rough magic. Right. It, it won't be. It won't be necessarily family friendly Disneyification, but it will be some sort but of I mainstream. But I think the world is set up for that. Like Disney, really is truly. It is. It's in that Marvel like orbit of real life superheroes with these polished characters. And part of the reason why we've had a hard time with Cena is because he's like that. But I think for real wrestling fans, it's really set up for 
WWE to keep ascending to that level and for the indies to keep ascending to fill the void that will inevitably arise when WWE gets really polished and you lose a lot of the edgier, rougher stuff and they never have any hardcore matches and they, you know, all these different things. So to me, I, I absolutely think so because there's one specific thing, which is IP is really scarce in this world and there's only so many things left for big companies to exploit in that way. And as you run down the list, naturally WWE gets there. And there's a reason why, back to a conversation we had on this podcast, their stock price is so high because I think a lot of people believe that they are going to be acquired and those characters are going to be exploited on a global basis in many, many different ways. So I, my answer to the question is I definitely think it's coming. Guys, let's, let's put this in perspective. These are huge men. <laughs> and I think Sheb's your point is also right. Well, that was Cole's addition yeah. to this conversation. <laughs> so I also think it's going to happen sooner than later. Um, I think that right now, actually, wrestling isn't the reviled carny act that it was. And I think it has moved up a level into, like, I guess, like counterculture, like underground kind of thing. No question. Uh, and then the next step is once it becomes a part of, once it permeates nerd culture, then it is set to skyrocket. Well, and then, and there's a thing happening with anime right now that's so like. Kim Kardashian dyed her hair and wears like anime stuff, and right. it's this. It's basically like the people who you definitely know don't actually care about it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what, what's, trying what's, to capitalize. You know, but what's the word when you uh, steal culture? When you uh, like appropriation, appropriation. nerd they, culture like, appropriation. Appropriate it for themselves because it's got cred. Right. They take it, then it goes mainstream because it's like, oh, Kim Kardashian dyed her hair purple, and the same thing. Hey, what's up? No. Jeez, Dan. The same thing will happen with WWE. Yeah, like Ariana Grande is going to wear an Undertaker shirt. Yeah, and totally. it's, it's well, over. I feel like well, yeah. that's already happened. We've seen so, so, somebody's been wearing it. It's starting. It's starting. Yeah. So Kylie he, Jenner or something wore like yeah. a Kylie Jenner wore an NWO Wolfpack shirt. God damn it. And damn uh, her. Uh, hell, Aziz Ansari. Everyone's been messaging me because he's been rocking the Stone Cold shirt under. Like, uh, 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 he's been doing some wrestling stuff uh, 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 on on Instagram. Do you, do we think do we know or does I, anyone in the universe know is, is Aziz a real fan or is he appropriating our I culture? I don't know. I, I don't know. I will start appropriating South Indian nerd culture immediately <laughs> to get him back. <laughs> um, uh, Anosh, was that offensive? We we actually took yeah. Anosh's mic away ever oh, since yeah, the Aziz no. incident. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. That's why. So, yeah. look, look, I, I, I don't know anything about. Uh, I don't know Aziz personally at all, but I know like he's rocking Stone Cold shirts. The yeah. video I saw was a Shawn Michaels thing when he was in San Antonio. So no, like no ricochet references. Right, right. Like, but Shawn's there is no because you he's wearing Stone Cold shirts. Right, right. Unless right. you go a degree and, down. To be right. fair, I rock a lot of Stone Cold shirts, and I, I, look, I'm not I'm not talking any s on the guy. I'm just saying that uh, I, I, I'm saying uh, like. When I saw that, my first inkling was like, "Oh, is are people starting to, to cash now, in? Are, are people starting to be like, oh, let's tap into this market?" I think so. I think that's clear, right? Between Kylie and Aziz, who's like, whether you like it or not, wrestling is massive. Yeah, it's a it's a mainstream. Like Aziz is a mainstream star, right? Yeah. He's at NBC show, huge stand up. So like, between him and Kylie, like it's arrived, right? People, right. Other, less cool people or less famous people are gonna start wearing shit and not really believing in it. Like, do you know that Joy Division? album cover oh. t-shirt that every basic fucking girl in all of Long Island had that album cover on the, that the way do you know what album yes. is it yeah I don't know I don't like Joy Division uh, so whatever it's uh it's a bunch of white little sound waves on it and every girl I know had this t-shirt none of them even knew it was a band or an album cover guys I just been slipped some urgent news uh, uh another nickname from oh, uh, this just in a new nickname <laughs> this just in it's uh it's uh how, you want to say how to say yeah, it yeah uh, Dana Brooke Dana Brooke <laughs> all right now this is <laughs> enough wait, for it I want to make a point Jebs like uh you just went on that rant about all those basic girls yeah. with that shirt 
Remember the time you bought a Bullet Club shirt and had never seen any Bullet Club? <laughs> yes. But I think that's okay in wrestling. In wrestling, oh, oh, of course. Yeah, because you did it, you idiot. Dan would agree with me. Dan will agree with me on this. I completely agree that, listen, it's part of it's part of this like corny thing about sports culture that leaks in where it's like, he's a Fairweather fan, yeah. that whole thing. It's like, yo, wrestling isn't meant to be like, yo, jump on it. Right, like, you're, come you're, on in. Come on in. It's cool. The shirt's cool. Come in and be part of it. That's, that is one thing. But if you actually disrespect the art like you're a big mom a huge wrestling fan he, he just didn't he didn't I at just, that time we didn't even know what like new japan world me, was or whatever so you know can i say one more thing arlen you say that i bought a bullet club t-shirt before i ever saw a bullet club match that is true you, you can't criticize him <laughs> that you is true criticize jason jamiro without getting a heater of an insult back. no 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 you <laughs> bald motherfucker no 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 look no no that is true but i guess wait, 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 ask me this is this also true i'm the first person you ever saw who had a bullet club t-shirt well, except everyone else on the line at the same event. That was, did you see mine before? <laughs> did you see mine before them? Yes. Am I the first person that you yeah. know who had a Bullet Club t-shirt or was hip to the Bullet Club? Probably true. Okay, so I jumped on before I knew, but I also fucking <laughs> got it because I knew it was big and I got no it before anyone else fucking knew. I, I got a nickname alert. If, if Dan is Dana, Dana, the black edition. I actually have one that I scrapped in my have paper. A, I'm not going to say If I went around shit. and called myself the Blackestition, I think I'd get punched in the face. By the way, yeah. Chef's is head to toe in Bullet Club merch right now. <laughs> that's, that's also worth noting. Bullet Club sweatpants, AJ, Bullet Club Wait, P1 where's shirt. where's your bandana? Oh. Hang on. I think I'm head to toe merch now. Put that, yep. I'll, I'll post it on the Facebook page right now uh, a picture. <laughs> you guys can see Chef's full, yeah, full the yeah. most post. Yeah. By the way, I'm all about, there's a difference between being like a wrestling poser within the realm of the universe, right? Like, it's like, oh, if I, let's say I'm a like a Avengers fan, and then they like changed Thor's outfit, and I didn't like Thor that much or know that much about him, but I thought it looked cool, that's fine. But if you don't even understand professional wrestling, and you're like, oh, I'm just going to wear this ironically, fuck that. Yeah. Like, that. Fu fuck that. It's a fine 100%. line. If you, even if you're like someone like, yo, I loved it, I loved it, as I loved it as a kid and during the Attitude Era, and I kind of fell off for a while. Now I'm, I, I kind of digging it again. You come back in, and then you're like, "Yo, I like the Miz. You buy a Miz shirt. Oh, this Bullet Club shirt's cool. I'm even fine with that." But if you are like a big sports guy and you think it's just cool, that, when you're like, "I just like wrestling just for the like to say woo yeah. while I'm playing a sport." What then do you fuck think about like the, the Kevin Love thing, like like with the whole Stone Cold? Like, or I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that they had this the Stone Cold belt when they won the title. Yeah, I thought that was cool. But like LeBron is also enough of a mark, right? He was wearing like the although you know the story about when. LeBron neg taker. What? He nagged him? Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah, he tried this. to hook up with it. No, no. Yeah. Uh, 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 so, like, at Taker was at, in full, full Taker full gear. Full gimmick. Full gimmick, like, I sh everything. Wow. He was there because he did. What did he do? I don't remember, but he was, like, in the locker room. And I just remember seeing all, like, the NBA.com footage. And, and Taker is just there <laughs> silently as the dead man. Yeah. Like, backstage in an arena. Yeah. He's there, I got to see that. And he's there yeah. to see the whole cast. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. And Not the cast, the team. The Cavs. The Cavs. Oh, oh, the Cavs. Yeah, the, 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 ca the cast of the Cavaliers. The cast of the, cast of your Cavaliers. <laughs> <laughs> I do call interviews auditions like like completely by accident. Uh but like, yo, you got like my friend's like, yo, he does he's like jobless. I'm like, yeah, whatever. You got a couple auditions coming up. Nice. Uh anyway, but so what I'm saying like 
uh, the Undertaker was backstage for some kind of thing where it was like, hey, all the all the players want to meet the Taker, take a picture with him, and LeBron just didn't show up. Like Taker was told, you're gonna like take a pic with LeBron, and and he didn't he didn't even show up. But LeBron, we know where it's like warrior shirts and stuff. Right. So, so I don't know. So he's a fucking asshole then. He's, right. he's a poser. All right. So, another, yeah, reason, another reason to hate LeBron James. I don't really know. Oh, come on, There's he built no a reason. school. You don't yeah. like LeBron? He built a school. A lot of people built schools. They're not clamoring for press about it. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Healing off. Uh, okay, so, guys, here's the thing. So, I, I, I got another question for you guys. Do you think you'll ever stop watching wrestling again? So, right, here's the big thing I always bring up about pro, pro wrestling. It's, it's like, really up to you married guys. Is, uh, <laughs> is like, everybody takes, well, I call, everyone has a second puberty, I call it, mm-hmm. where, like, all right, you, you, uh, you're watching the shit you dig, and then all of a sudden you're like, yo, I'm into... I want to, like, have some sex, right? You're like, I want to, like, have beer. I want to experiment, right? You want to yeah. drink. You're like, all right, and then you fall, out of, you fall out of the things that you love. And then everybody, almost everyone I talked to our age watching wrestling was like, yeah, I took a break. Yeah. yeah. Right? Now, part of that was also technology. That was also, like, I got back into wrestling because of DVR. Mm-hmm. Like, specifically, I was in college. We got DVR. I, I was like, what should I record raw? And I was like, watching raw with fast forward, was game changing. Right. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, now, unfortunately, I'm locked in with this podcast where I don't fast forward raw, but fine. And uh, uh, so, but but you come back to wrestling, and now we're more adults. We like know who we are. We're comfortable with who we are as people and what we're into. You you see yourself taking a break ever? Yes. Okay, I do. I'll tell you why. One, um, we'll call it family and life ob- obligations. I'm sure at some point. You know, when I have six six kids, I'm Heath Slatering it up, and I just like I don't have time to fucking t- tune into Raw every, every week. The other thing I think will happen sometimes you just get sick of something, you have to take a natural break. Have you used that v- vernacular, Heath Slatering it no, up? No, I haven't at all. <laughs> have you been uh, like, you be like, you know, what, like me and you know, me and Chet, we're talking about Heath Slatering. Right? I, got- <laughs> I got kids. So, but but that's not even the main. The main point is this. Here's how I know I'll stop watching yeah. wrestling because I'm already. A fucking curmudgeon. I think fucking SoundCloud rap is bullshit. Face tattoos are suck. Too much cursing. I'm bro. just saying it sucks. It's not even music to me. It's noise. And JPW Mark, he curses. In his yeah, problem. I mean, yeah. so much cursing. I'm just saying it's Tonga over here. It is. It's nothing but noise to me. Everything changes. At some point, we're all dinosaurs, right? And I think the same way guys I see now, old guys, are like this isn't wrestling, man. Give me Steamboat Savage or give me Harley Race versus Dusty Roads, and that's real wrestling. I think in 20 years or 30 years from now, I might look at wrestling and be like, you know, we don't know what it's going to turn into i yeah. might be like this isn't fucking wrestling man give me kenny omega give me aj styles right. give me cody rhodes and I, I might not even be able to watch the product i don't know if i agree with i think i think the people who do that like the people who the people who say oh this this isn't wrestling man back in the day it was wrestling are the same people who are like the ghostbusters can't be women like it's like this this weird thing that people do they have this unearned ownership over a genre of thing I, I'm, that they a, enjoy. I'm not like that as much as you there are things like i i i'm very much like all right i know that I can recognize that my tastes are gonna be my tastes, and that like uh, things evolve, and I can I can be more opt- open to can things. Ask, You're oh, very much like the best music was already made. 1994 was the best year for music. Period. There'll never be a better year. But you realize that's just a age bias. Insane yeah. comment. Ask yeah. Rolling Stone. Yeah, it's the number one. You just, just outed yourself as <laughs> an talking idiot. about Dookie yeah. and Offspring. Wait, and yeah, just smash. So Dookie. Bane blows his brains out. Music stops. I, that's I, it. It's I, over. I, I agree with Nirvana's you. Nirvana's unplugged album. Get the fuck out. See, of here. I agree with you. I think that's the best music. If I if we sat down right now yeah. and we yeah, put on. You two are 90s kids holding yeah. each other's hands, listening <laughs> to it. But when I, well, absolutely, each other, well, the hands—that's yeah. just the beginning. Feet. But uh, 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 hey, oh, uh, but uh, I'll say, uh, but 
I recognize that I, it's just age bias. Sure, but, but uh, you let don't. Me, let me ask you. No, I don't say it's age <laughs> bias. Know it, but My you thing know. is this. If there is a bias, if there is a bias, it is the right bias. If I hold a view, it is the right view. Uh, I may be biased, but I am biased for the truth, and you are all biased for fucking lies. All right, thank you very much. I have a different... Sorry, Shabs, we're out of time for you. I have a different reason why I think I will always watch wrestling, albeit I think you go through period. Like, I could watch Raw... SmackDown, NXT, the pay-per-view that happens every weekend now. You might not do that forever, but for me, it's less about like my critique of where the talent is or how they behave. I I use wrestling for a specific purpose in my life. It's really joyful, and I turn my brain off, and life only gets more stressful. And I just envision that the greater the stress is in my life, the more you have family obligations and all these things, the less time you might have to dedicate to wrestling, but the more you might need it. Mm. And so for me, I use it in that spot. And I find the more stressed out I am, the more, um, you know, family challenges I have or what what have you, I, I find that wrestling is like a warm blanket. It's my macaroni and cheese. Right. <laughs> uh, you also, I would say about watching wrestling habits, you're a guy who you're working constantly. Like always, you're 24-7 on the clock in a way. And so you... <laughs> except for today. Uh, except for, yeah. But you're probably on the clock right now in a way. But uh, you have to take a call at some point. But I will say that you are a guy who like... It, one thing about wrestling I think is amazing is the... You can turn on wrestling and kind of still go about what you're doing and be like, oh, shit, something cool's happening, and you can pause it. It's a great thing. It's great noise to have on as opposed to how news is bad. But, uh, uh, like, Skyler, let's talk about you, right? Because you got back into wrestling around 31, right? You were yeah. up in San Francisco yeah. shooting something, right? I remember this. Yeah, he means WrestleMania 31, not age 31. It, uh, Good distinction. It, it, may, it might have been close, but uh, uh, you, you were... At WrestleMania 31, you were up in San Francisco shooting, right? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Sorry, were you going to say something else? No, no. You were <laughs> up there shooting, and, and WrestleMania 31 That's was there. That's just Dan energy, where he's like, so are you here? Uh, and then you just stop. Uh, is what you're doing helpful right now? Was that helpful? <laughs> Keep writing nicknames. <laughs> so anyway. I got one over here. The Velveteen Nightmare for Sheb. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I'll take. I'll run with that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, exactly. I uh, I I actually was uh, b- brought back into it um, because the the wrestle uh, the WWE Network nine ninety nine a month got me back in the the Monday Night War series was wonderful oh, yeah. for me and it, yeah. it totally rehashed all of the things that I was doing and watching and all the documentaries and that, that became something that I was like oh no I don't watch like what's going on now I don't know who this. Who, who who any of these guys are? Right, but uh, but but it's great because I get to like watch a whole special about mankind, um, and then I watched all the build up to thirty one. I was like, wow, I guess if WrestleMania is free, this thing used to be seventy dollars a pop. I mean, I used to have to watch it scrambled, like you know, other stuff, and uh, and and then when I realized I could just watch it, then yeah, thirty one happened, and I saw Rollins versus uh, Orton, and then when he came back to with the cash and it was out of control, and I was fully back, uh, and over the course of a year or two. I, I eventually started just watching Raw and SmackDown every week, and now I, you know, watch everything. Do you think there's another factor? Like, I, I feel like as an adult, you have to have more like uh, previous commitments. Like, you can't just like wake up on a Saturday and be like, "Here's what I'm going to do today." Mm-hmm. You sort of have to say like, three months from now, I'm going to this thing on a Sunday for five hours." And I think the like our tradition with WrestleMania is useful because it's like everyone knows once a year we're going to go away for this weekend. Our guy's trip happens to be a WrestleMania thing. And I feel like having that plan and that commitment actually, it works as your life becomes more complicated to have things that are like, now I'm I'm gonna do this three months from now. Right, So, but my question for you is that, so uh, uh, you got, do you ever see yourself stopping? 
Well, I'm also an actor, so my my, my I like I there are times where I'm shooting in Eastern Europe, and the only thing I have is a WWE network, and right. I don't even have Netflix. So uh, it's actually kind of works out for my my right. lifestyle, as Ric Flair would say. But um, my life, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds just like Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, I I think I could shave back. I think, but you know, there there are some times where uh, in the little times, Daddy, where I will uh, watch the Bleacher Report highlight. And grades and results and and then if there's any segment that I really just want to watch in full, I'll check out the Hulu or I'll check my DVR. Um, but I think I'll always be somehow connected to it. And uh, yeah, I, I I I think so. I have a question for you, Dan. I don't and I don't want to put you on the spot. I mean, I, I don't know if you and Jamie are trying yet or what the story is. Maybe she's taking the prenatal vitamins. I don't know. But yeah. Um, don't you think kids plays a role in this as well? Like it's a bond. It can be a bond between. Well, that's kind of my next. That was the next thing I was going to talk about. But I wanted to hear about Newman. I wanted to hear from Newman. Kids, let's let's make sure the next question is about kids, uh, uh, because my I want to talk about if wrestling is actually for kids. Uh, but um, so uh, Newman, you think you're going to stop? Uh, n- no. Uh, and here's why. I think. I mean, besides the pod, but I mean, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think that uh, to my point earlier, like when like I can't think of how wrestling could change. In a way where I'd be like, fuck this, I'm not watching it anymore. Um, the Like the way people are like, oh, I, I don't want to watch Star Wars, it's too whatever. Or I don't want to watch Ghostbusters because they're women. Like th- that, I'm not a big enough dork to like get thrown off by that kind of stuff. So I don't know how it would change for me not to watch it. So no, I don't foresee it happening. Right. So yeah, all right. So uh, that's what I think is like kids. I'm like, all right, well, if I have kids... Will I will will that make me like wrestling? But here's the weird thing I had. I was watching. I had this thing this weekend. I'm watching wrestling with my nephews. I was in New York, and uh, my nephews are six and four, and so I wanted to rewatch for this pod the Brock Daniel Bryan match from Survivor Series because I I had watched it already. <laughs> I just wanted to watch it again. I very much enjoyed that match, and my nephews were watching it, and they were like. They were like kind of freaked out by the violence of it. They were like, "This is violent." There's a lot of kicking in the. I was trying to. Like, it's scripted. Like I was trying to explain it to them, but they were. And I was like, "Yeah, Brock. What Brock Lesnar is doing, and even Daniel Bryan's move sets. This is not kid stuff." Yeah. Uh, I didn't recognize that till I, uh, till I was sitting with them. Now, look, there's a lot of other elements of the show. They still have New Day. They have things that kids would definitely like dig. But it it, it made me realize why those segments do exist. But do you think if wrestling is moving forward with these indie guys coming up, Alistair Black's not really like a kid. I mean, kids will dig what he's doing in ring, right? But uh, uh, do you see? I don't know. How do you, how do you find? Like, I think that wrestling is more adult than people give it credit for. That's what I'm saying. I mean, when I was a kid, I'm trying so to you think guys when I that? started watching wrestling, right? Uh, 92, mm. maybe 91, right. 92, 93. I mean, so what's that? How old am I there? Eight? Yeah. Something like that. Eight. So maybe maybe six and four is too right. young. It was like Botch, Million Dollar Man. Yeah, but like Undertaker was putting people in caskets. Yeah. You know, like that was pretty scary. And I, I wasn't like, Ugh. I was like, that's that's fucking no, cool. Same right. exact. I was, yeah, 93 I started watching. I, first match I saw was Undertaker and I think his name was like Chris Bell. The only reason it, he was in that the Bigger, Faster, Stronger documentary. Right. And yeah, he, it's some jobber. He beat him, put him in a fucking body bag. I'm eight years old. Like, this is cool. Yeah, see, but I like awesome. that. Maybe your kid. nephews are just kind of, you know. Soft? Yeah. S-A-W-F-T. Yeah. <laughs> there, are a couple, there are a couple black, so, you know, they're yeah, off yeah, yeah, over yeah. there. Uh, my last name's Black, just to clarify. <laughs> For listeners, yeah. Obviously, we already, who doesn't we're, know we're that? We're already, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, we've been but, flagged. Uh, uh, yeah, we've been flagged already on iTunes. But uh, So I would like to say, uh, yes, but there's, 
putting somebody in a body bag, like take, I think they would dig like what Taker's doing. They'd be like, oh, that's like a character. Right. The, like these guys are nut shotting each other. Right. Uh, Daniel Bryan is bleeding. The the German suplexes he were taking were like very violent. Like right. they were uh, uh, for a kid to see. Like he was falling on the back of his neck where I go like, whoa. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That uh, first suplex was insane. The and first one's and insane. Fuck Brock for doing that. Yeah. That, that actually is not even just WWE. That's another thing. If you watch a Brock Lesnar match, they are stiff as hell. Yeah. And, and it's it's different than like watching Brock Seth was Rollins kind of versus... freaking them out. I think. I mean, I mean he freaks that, me out. Is that proof then that it is for kids if the kids are getting worked by it? Well, I but was it's, getting it's worked. Degree, <laughs> but it's like it's like angled. It's like still a thing that primarily children are manipulated by. Right. I, I I'd say when I if I was four or five years old, my parents would probably not want me watching wrestling. Yeah. Right. I think six. I don't know because I'm trying to think. Did I or anyone I know watch it six or seven? I I, I know I'd see it on TV sometimes if my like there was some guy my dad was friends with. He'd like watch it every once in a while. My dad always thought it was the stupidest shit in the world. So like, right. but even when I was eight and watching, my parents were like, "You shouldn't watch this. This well, is dumb." The construct, but I'd it, watch it anyway. The construct yeah. of it is inherently rooted in a competitive sport uh, of violence in, that is violent. Yeah. So I think four and six to me is not like that. Doesn't make sense. You have to have some age to you to be able to absorb the fact that this is in theory a violent contest. Right. 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 Even I don't if know. There's not blood flying. I'll tell around. you. What, I'll tell you what. 1991 or 92 is when Street Fighter 2 came out. My life changed. I then became obsessed with beating the shit out of people. Like, I just love... And you've never stopped. I love it. I love seeing people fight. I love fucking violence. I love... Just so everyone knows, I just have to tell you, Chev's the weakest man I've ever met. Okay? I will fight Not anyone, physically. I will fight anyone in this room physically. at the break. I will fight anyone in this room, including Emotionally you. Emotionally weak. I will fight and you. So he's going to come off I have, around the edges, but just know, on the inside, he's black. I will, but, uh, you can't keep saying that. It sounds so weird when you say that. What? On the inside, he's black. It's a straight. It was a joke. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, guys. To clarify, black as in the the shade black. Uh, 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 uh. No, no, no. But I mean, you have a lot of bark. Well, I'll show you some bite of the break. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Shem's like, how do you, how do you pronounce like Milo Yiannopoulos? I'm not like that guy. What do you even know? You don't even know who it is. I, I'm nothing like that. No, guy. I know that. No, you're a lot. I know who that guy is. Who, by the way, I mean, we can get a little, you know, sidetrack here. Is like half a million dollars in debt. And is about to like be homeless. Do you know? Which yeah, I love. I would assume you would know the answer to this. There is one of the founders of Vice. What, what flavor? Gavin McGinnis. Yeah. What flavor? Now like a part of the alt right. He's yeah, like he's a white guy. supremacist leader, yes. right? What, how yeah. did that go wrong? Uh, he's an edge lord, fucking punk rock dork. Who and he just went the wrong path from punk rock because punk rock's a da- it's like a weird cauldron. He just took the wrong door out of punk rock. Yeah. Well, there's this whole phase in the early '90s, late '80s where like. To be punk, you were actually, I mean, you could be considered, uh, you didn't have to necessarily be, like, left-wing. Uh, a lot of punk stuff was kind of right-wing. A lot uh, of, like, fucking Nazi punk bands and stuff like that. Yeah. Guys, uh, vegan, I saw American History X. Vegan Reich, and, like, there's a lot of, like, there's Nazi punk as a thing. Fuck off Nazi punks is, like, a like, Dan Kennedy tunes. song, They're right? toe-tappers. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, so he's just part of this. It's, most, it's mostly because he's a contrarian, he's an edgelord, and he's um, dumb. So that well, was. To bring it yeah. back. That's how I think about Shebs. Well, no, here, it, it, no, no, what I meant to say about Shebs, it came off harsh. Actually, I will also take I a scientifically approved IQ test head to head against anyone in this room. 
Okay, so he's it, 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 IQ's not necessarily <laughs> he's a piece of trash. I don't know. I, he, now he's out of now he's out it's of my realm here. Trumpy and like, yeah. I'm the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> I felt kind of bad. <laughs> like, you know, so I had he just said he was going to take an a competitive IQ test will, against anyone in the room. I will fight and then prove my brains and bronze against everyone in this room. And I think this I'm also better looking. Fighting. I have to explain to you guys. This guy is the he is the epitome of a pro wrestler. He's I got I got into one serious fight. I fought so many more times than you. Look, we might fight and you. You might win, but we're gonna. We should do it. He broke. He chipped a bone in my ankle. Yeah, I beat up Arlen a few times. Yeah, I know. Because no, we were playing around, and then you go too far because you. No, no. If we get Letterman on the line and we say who went too far there, it's definitely you pushed it. Who Letterman? That scumbag Letterman. Yeah. All right. Don't even bring him up. Okay. Okay. We don't should, don't no seriously don't bring him up. We should, okay, I don't want to talk get, about look, him. This, this, these eight hours are gonna run out real quick. We should just keep going. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's cool it down here with. Everybody get off. Put your glasses on. Too cool, dude. Arlen's doing the worm. Tell me why. Okay. All right. So, all right. I want to ask you something. There's also a little Keenan and Kel theme in there yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Before we get into the summit, because I got a feeling here that, uh, I, I got a feeling that uh, <laughs> we're going to, we got a lot to say when we get into the summit. But, so is pro wrestling like we're saying oh it has this stigma on it is pro wrestling a worse form of media art than other forms of entertainment no i think it's better i mean we say it all the time nothing in the world is like it it's live theater it's uh it's stunt live stunts um there's nothing else like it i, th I would i put it above a lot of stuff uh because it makes no sense for it to e it exist at all and yet it does I, yeah, I can't think of a better definition for art. That that does blow my mind. When and, and this does play to a Sheb's part, but like when pro wrestling is good, when it works, it, there's nothing. There's nothing better than it. Like it's it's. You're like, wow! I cannot believe how great this thing is. Where you're like, why is it like the, during the Daniel Bryan stuff, uh, WrestleMania 30? I just wanted to be like, everybody, watch this! This is so fucking amazing. It's real, but also it's it, it's shoot. It's also a work. It's a, we were involved in changing it. I mean, I was like, this is as good as it gets for me. It's like mm -hmm. the pinnacle of of entertainment. Uh, but I think that about the. Th but I know that bias wise, I think that about all the things I like, like um, improv comedy, like the. When when I watch improv, like the best improvs I've ever uh, I've ever done, I'm like, this is uh, that's a John Belushi quote. He said like improv, good improv is better than sex. Like that was what he said. And I was like, when I've done when I was deep 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 in improv doing improv, and I'd have a killer set in front of like a sold out crowd at UCB in the basement. Sometimes with like. You know, sometimes with like famous people there watching me, like, and you're like, oh man, I'm killing it. It's unbelievable. And we're just making this up. And that, I'm like, oh, that is the high of highs. But I feel that way about the things I like. Or is it, you know what I mean? But I can never look at a painting and, and feel that. Like, I can, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, like, I can never look at a painting and be like, wow, this this is the mecca that's, that's of painting. You can't afford the good ones. <laughs> oh, wow. Sing, oh, yeah. wow. Absolutely. That was kind of crunchy roll. Trend. Absolutely. But my wife could. But I'm saying, uh, 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 so I'll have a nice painting or two. But, I, but I'll say, no, no but. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, even movies, I've never really seen a movie. I've seen a couple movies, maybe two movies. And I've seen thousands of movies or whatever where I've been, when I felt what I feel when wrestling's great or when comedy, stand-up or improv comedy is as great. 
So you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Musical I mean, look, Skylar, what do you want? Yeah, look, I mean, there's great art out there. There's yes. good theater. There's, there's no great good art cinema. out there. Great point, Skylar. <laughs> Hang on, can we just? Put, that's a good point. All I want to go on point that there that there's great art out there is a good point. Yes. Okay. I look, Skylar. I, I revere wrestling. I think it's unbelievable. And I'm about to name drop the entire thing. When you're backstage, like I have been several times, it is marvelous <laughs> to see actually how it works and how it strangely fe- like you know you you think about things like SNL and these other live broadcasts where you go like God it's it's just crazy how many factors are into it and how does everyone know their cue and what if someone goes missing and uh, you know there's all these personalities and they do it every week and it, and it's run so tightly and slightly fear based which I think is important you got you need yeah. a Lauren Michaels or a Vince McMahon on top making and what flavor lime uh, why would you even ask that yeah, um, yeah dumb question why would you even ask that? Uh, uh, anyway all right keep going. Do you need a Lauren Michaels? Do you need a bad guy? I, I, look, I've seen I've seen some incredible theater and some amazing movies. So I'm not going to say wrestling just ranks, high, high, you know, so, so much. There's so much that goes into making a movie, let alone finishing a movie, let alone making a great movie. Yeah, I, I'm just saying it's as good. Yeah. Like, that's my thing. Is that I, I like it better. Well, there's something really, like, organic and unbelievable about, you know, I, I showed my parents 31, just be, uh, WrestleMania 31, to clarify, and 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 they had no clue what was going on. But when Res- when Seth Rollins is running down that ramp. 31's a Jennifer Gardner movie where she switches bodies with a 31-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 13 going on 31. 13 going on WrestleMania 31. It's when Jennifer Gardner cashes in on Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, you guys um, heard it here second. All right, go. But, but you know, I, I do think my parents who generally are, like, they're laughing at a lot of the silly stuff and I was showing them some current stuff and they're watching mixed match challenge promos going what the hell is this why do you watch this you're a grown ass man but when I was like you know what this is bullshit I gotta show you like the production value right. the drama the, the 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 unbelievable climax that it builds to and, and yes I think things like Wrestlemania those Wrestlemania moments that everyone talks about it does make it uh, uh, worth it and, and, and it's undeniably amazing even if you don't know what's going on you, you, you see the reaction and you feel it and you naturally get goosebumps and you go okay Something is happening here. This is uh, right. this is a, a part of some culture that I might not be familiar with, but I know it means something. Do you think so it's part of it is like that we're all in on the lie? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's amazing when there's a hundred. We were watching WrestleMania 17 yesterday, and you like see Stone Cold Rock, and we know they're like. Although, by the way, that those guys were so stiff then yeah. that like <laughs> the fighting is. But whatever, forget that. Point is that like we all know. Like, all right, Rock Hogan. Let's do that. 18, right? The match isn't good at all. Uh, Hogan can barely walk. WrestleMania uh, 3, Andre could barely move. We know that, right? But the crowd is like, we love this. We love this fight. And they're treating it like it's McGregor uh, Mayweather or whatever. You know what I mean? Is it part of it amazing that everybody can get on board for it? What flavor? What flavor? Pample Miss. Yeah, Pample well, Miss. It's the, the emotional investment in these larger-than-life characters is what makes it so well, – a part of what makes it so exciting, right? It's a spectacle. It's a spectacle. So on one hand – I mean, there is kind of not something for everyone, but there's something for a lot of people, right? On one hand, you could see an Osprey versus Ricochet match, and some people are blown away. They'll say, that's the best match I ever saw in my life, whereas I won't, and I'll watch, you know, Stone Cold Rock. And the match is uh, exponentially shittier than what Osprey and Ricochet just did, right? It, right. The, the moves aren't as impressive. The acrobatics aren't great. The physicality is nowhere on the level as a p- pure exercise in athleticism. But that match between Rock and Stone Cold at WrestleMania 17, there is nothing that I've ever seen with a greater emotional investment. It's 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 palpable, and that right. makes it amazing. Right. So, so yeah. So right. Uh, okay, so, Arlen. You I, mean. I think the analogy that Skyler made to SNL is like the perfect one for me. Like I, I think what's so interesting about wrestling is yes, there's great matches, there's great like all the things that are present in other good art uh, is there. That um, 
but it has that piece of the danger part of like, man, this this could fall apart at any moment. It can also become really real. Like I think a lot of people's favorite moments about SNL is when the the sketch breaks. You know, not that that's right. You know, you guys can comment on that, but I think. People feel I the have human, a lot of thoughts on that. People feel the human element of that and the connection. We were watching the uh, Bret Hart promo last night, the one that precedes uh, the screw job, but it feels very work shoot. We weren't really sure when we were watching it. We were like, what exactly? We had to look at the context of it. And I think that factor in wrestling, that, that, that it does blend fiction and reality, which very few art forms do to that degree. And as Cheb says a lot, 98% of the time it's garbage, but 2% of the time magic happens. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the same thing with SNL. Like, it's a really hard thing to do with that degree of consistency, but that element of danger that this is yeah. a live show and can fall apart or can come together at any moment yeah. is incredible. Well, there's there's, died there's in the ring. Oh, that's about danger. That, you also, there's also the physical danger. Like, there's actually violence. Yeah, there's risk in both parts. There's risk yeah. physically and also Theatrical just from a theatrical. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, by the way, that promo is uh, from March 17th, 1997. The You Screwed Me, Everybody Screwed Me, Bret Hart promo. Uh, in the blue cage, yelling at Vince, uh, Vince McMahon outside. Who was, an who was an announcer at the time, not the KDA right. Yes, an interesting nugget about that. I was listening to uh, Pritchard's podcast, and he was saying how a lot of the time Bret Hart has this, uh, it's, it's stated that Bret Hart effectively uh, had a really hard time with where the Attitude Era was going, and he had big beef with Shawn Michaels, and he didn't like the risque part of it, but actually in that promo... Bret Hart intentionally curses, hmm. and Pritchard said Bret Hart was like bought into where the business was going, and frankly, he was a precursor to it, and he was so good at knowing where things were going that he he pre predated what if what became the Attitude Era, and in that particular promo, March 17, 1997, he curses at the end towards Vince, who is a announcer at that. Time. And he's he, is Pritchard is suggesting that he was sort of like a like a proto. Attitude Era. Pritchard suggested that both Hart brothers, uh -huh. Owen and Brett, were so good at the business that they anticipated where mm -hmm. things were going. And this particular promo, Brett kind of knew where the business was going and was getting edgier and was pushing the line in advance of the formal Attitude Era taking off. Wow. Right. So okay. it's it's mistaken cool. that he said like, you know, that he didn't buy into the Attitude uh, Era. Where it was going. Right. Shabs, are you gonna say? Please. Yeah, I just I have another thing to say about the appeal of wrestling. Uh, and Dan's leaving the room for this, <laughs> as he probably has to be, or maybe just doesn't give a shit about what I have to say. I tend to leave the room when you. Start you guys could all leave. I will run this show myself. Um, I right, you guys want to go? Yeah, we leave for yeah, a minute. You guys want to get some tender greens? Yeah, let's go. Well, uh, no, so you're gonna say to record this, right? What? Damn it! All right. So, but when I was in college, I took a class in film school that was called uh, Gore Galore and Ultra Violence, and part of this, the class was we had to watch SmackDown every week for the entire semester. Wow! And we had to chronicle, pick a character, and chronicle it. And read uh, Joseph Campbell's *The Hero with a Thousand Faces*, which mm. is monomyth theory, right? Which is basically like every story, every hero's journey is the same. Jesus, Moses, you know, Siddhartha Gautama, any biblical or religious or epic figure throughout the I Iliad, Odyssey, all that shit. Mm. They, they all have certain tropes. They all can be traced to certain similarities. And you can do that to wrestling too, right? You could academically look at it and you could determine why people gravitate towards these stories. What there, there's a commonality between wrestling plot lines and storylines that there's been in every human epic since the dawn of time. This is the stuff that we care about. You know, it's it's betrayal, it's love, it's uh, you know, it's it's the the the, the agony of defeat and the victory and the joy. I don't know, thrill, of, thrill of uh, thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Yeah. that type of stuff. So, so it is actually just just important. To, it's a human thing, right? Mm -hmm. And then when the violence episode, when you think about what you know theater was or what entertainment was the roman coliseum right that was probably the most 
you know, uh, the most large-scale entertainment for the masses you could ever think about in antiquity. And that was just one guy, one guy, fight to the death, right? That We want to see that setup. We love seeing two men combat each other. And I actually posit that all sports are actually a perversion of, like, who's the tougher guy? Like, who can uh, oppose their will? Who could get this ball over there before that guy takes the ball and puts it over there? And so this is what sport is. Wrestling is the purest form of entertainment and the purest form of sport. Well, I have a, a separate kind of fascination or sort of an oddity with anything that... So I, I like the idea of being healthy and exercising to extend my life, like a fear of death thing or whatever right. you want to call it. I'm fascinated by people that make a conscious decision to shorten their life for a moment of glory. And I think most wrestlers make that choice. Um, and it, that, it is like, smart, though. Wait. <laughs> You're going to break down. It's, it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. Uh, I mean, is it is <laughs> yeah. it to like die at fifty? I, I mean, I don't know. They to get that ten years of glory, but like uh, bodybuilding kind of fits into that. It, UFC, I think a lot of the times, like these things that you do consciously, where you're probably going to shorten your life. The NFL. Well, a ten. Year, let's talk about ten years. There's there's some guys like who un, like uh, unnecessarily like went like uh, Mr. Perfect or whatever, right? Not pitch Mr. Perfect. Uh, He's here with uh, us. Uh, yeah, working no, nine to five <laughs> work. That was oh. actually pitch perfect. That was amazing. Gorgeous. It was beautiful. That was gorgeous. gorgeous. Oh, you can't hear. Uh, uh, yeah, but so I'm saying that. Uh, 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 that derailed me completely. Yeah, every time. I mean, it's not worth you're it. in control of it, and you derail yourself <laughs> you talking every about time. Mr. Perfect. Was, yeah, uh, Mr. So Mr. Perfect were, uh, died, right? Uh, like, from, pro- I don't know exactly, but I imagine a bunch of cocaine From fucking wrestling, from being a wrestler. Right, from being a wrestler. But Steroids, coke, banging so he people had pretty, every week. He had a pretty short life. He probably died in his 30s. Right? I, I don't know, know. 40s? Maybe 40s. Maybe. Whatever. Whatever. WCW, so it's probably but, 40s. But look point. at, like, Sha- I'm saying, like, Sean. A Shawn Michaels type, right? Had like a 25-year wrestling career. You can't have, you can't, well, you can't really have a better career than that. It's up there in the in high rankings. And he might die at 60. Is that yeah, worth it? To me, yes. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I, 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 I yeah, it's a debate for the ages, right? It's definitely. A, a, I think we're gonna get down a different path. There's a difference. It's is, selfish, it, is, is it, it better? To, is it better to burn out or to fade away? That's that's the age old question. Would you be mad at your if you would you be mad at your dad for dying ten years early because he's the best wrestler, one of the best wrestlers of all time? Yeah, Rick Flair's dead son. Oh Jesus! I think Rick Flair's alive. What are you talking about? No, no, not. Mr. Perfect was forty four when he died. Forty four. Yeah, but read. Oh, okay. You mean selfish in that way, but that's a look, rare look, situation. I think, all, I think we're all, including Arlen, putting ourselves in that situation. I don't think I could be a wrestler. I don't know if I'd want to be a family member of a wrestler. But I think this is this is what they do. This is what they love. This is their dream. They want to be there. And like you know, something that I think is uh, uh, kind of interesting, uh, but also uh, you can really analyze, psychoanalyze this. The, 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 the reason why Ric Flair, even after he retired, I'm using air quotes for the listeners, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, uh, went on to have a career is because they, they are addicted mm-hmm. to the pop. Yep. They cannot leave it. it that is the no uh, uh, kids being born, wedding, you know, nothing is as important to them as the crowd. This is what they live for. So I think there's a little uh, psychosis in there. And, and and I think that that's, that's, that's fine and that's what they're there for. And I know like sometimes when I'm talking to family members or even my wife who doesn't understand like MMA kind mm-hmm. of stuff I always have to explain like this is not a bully going in there with someone who doesn't want to be there right. these people have trained their whole lives this is their dream they, they're invested in this and it takes a certain kind of will certain kind of determination a certain kind of 
person, maybe even a screw loose, to be one of those people. And it also takes a certain kind of support and selflessness to be a family member of those people. Right. Yeah. Well, no that's question. why any anytime you see people win, you know, Academy Awards or win, a, you know, a boxing match or you, it's or slammy yeah. or slammy exactly. It. But they thank their family or their partner, you know, perhaps most impassionately because those people are sacrificing too. They're losing that person that they love to this bigger thing. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of an understanding that it's not easy to be Liam Neeson's wife is what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't, it, it's not easy to be Liam Neeson's wife. Oh, you know? Jesus. Because she gets abducted and kidnapped <laughs> no, in every movie? No, his real wife died. Oh, God. Uh, oh, right. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying. Yes, well, why, no, no, but why? Pat, you can't no, even help Pat, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> all right, let me, let me make it Patrick. Every, Patrick Stewart. Every 15 minutes, evil. something yeah. where we all evil. just get quiet. Sink the air out of the I'm fucking saying, room. Patrick Stewart thanked his family very much. He said, these people have sacrificed more than I have for me to do what I do. You know, the, the, the level of performance he gives. Let's bring it back to uh, Daniel Bryan who I think is a fascinating case because he's clearly a guy, he's worried about what he puts in his body, he's worried about how he treats himself. Um, I I truly could not personally comprehend the decision to basically work as hard as he did to come back. Not the, I can understand the struggle of trying to do something that like when you get uh, into a car accident, people are like, you'll never walk again. I can totally understand like fighting like hell to walk again. Right. But when you have brain damage, which they've said is, it does not go away. It can improve a little bit if you don't get knocked in the head, but you have these black spots on your brain. And he said, I care, but I don't care. My, my, the thing I live for is wrestling. I, I, I am addicted to this thing. He was miserable without it. Actually, you brought up, uh, I watched uh, Ronnie Coleman, the, the documentary on Netflix recently, Lightweight. The King. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, the new one. And the doctor, Ronnie Coleman can't walk anymore. Mm-hmm. He uses like canes because he's so crippled from weightlifting. And they asked the doctor, do you think he should, he still lifts weights, by the way. Uh, he can't walk into the gym, but he lays down and like lifts weights. They asked the doctor, do you think he should lift weights? The doctor said, absolutely not. However, for his psyche, mm-hmm. I think he has no choice. Right. Um, and so for that reason, I say it's okay for him, but he knows the, the trade he's making here. Um, and I, I just, I, I can't put myself in the shoes. I, I couldn't imagine making that decision. And it's fascinating from the theater perspective but with also that real element to watch Daniel Bryan. And now there's this a added element that I I've peeked behind the curtain, but also if he takes the wrong shot to the head at any moment, like I don't know what happens. And there's something sick, I guess about me that I watch it with. That makes it exciting. Well, there's no, I mean, there's no like ethical way to consume sports, right? Cause like they were, they're getting hurt. Not the NFL at all. Right. And like, so, um, but I think that if, First of all, if, if you're someone who's lucky enough to figure out what gives your life meaning and you're lucky enough to do that thing and you're lucky enough to do that thing at the highest level, uh, I think 44 years of a life lived doing the thing that brings it meaning is uh, 44 years well spent. It sucks that these people die and we don't you know, get to have them anymore and their family loses them. Um, but that just goes into whole, the whole ethical thing. But, yeah, I think it's it's worth it. If you can, if you're doing the thing that brings your life meaning, and if you die because of it, I can't I imagine like I a life without that. I can imagine shaving like five or ten years off. It's like when you cut right. your life in half that makes you <laughs> nervous. It's a trade off, and the thing is, these guys they're making the trade off, and no one's telling them it'll be seven years or you need to give me two years. It'll be twenty. They just know I'm going to end my life question marks prematurely to do this thing. So it's right. even braver, even a tougher decision to make. There's yeah, there's also something about wrestling where it's not it's not even like other sports. I mean, they they are 
the circus. They yeah. are always good. Their whole life is this. They eat in catering every day. That is their deal. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things where it's like a gamble of, uh, you know, you see a lot of these former retired wrestlers that they're like, now I'm a good dad. Because n- and now I'm here and mm-hmm. now I've set up a, a, a you know, a, a, my family and their, my family's family financially, at least the, the bigger ones like the Shawn Michaels of the mm-hmm. world where they're like, yeah, I'm not a piece of shit anymore. I, I go to church and uh, 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 I, I and I think that um, was there a sound drop or there was a thing? No, I don't no, have no. cans on. I don't know. Um, um, there's just a baby in the other room. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah I so basically what I'm saying is uh, that's the gamble they take they either like go out and they and they 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 live their legacy and then they get to enjoy the fruits of their labor or they die right and either way their legacy lives on but also and that's there's, the gamble there's gradations of being alive which is like clearly the Rock is the pinnacle of being alive and then you have uh, like the Shawn Michaels who have kind of you know he's not he's certainly nowhere near the Rock but he right. seems to be living a nice life. Mm-hmm. He's sort of the Matt Hardys of the world. I right. mean they they've done so many For things. Sure. Yeah, they're, they're then, on borrowed time. And, and then there's right. like uh, uh, the Jake the Snakes that like were in a weird spot and kind of have come back around. And then there's all the guys that are like in that stuck in that weird sub snake um, territory. There, there was somebody <laughs> who just got arrested. Uh, just incredible. Like oh, he got yeah. arrested and then he got arrested like two days later. He's and, in a bad way right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it feels like the, the outcomes that that portfolio of opportunities is not terrific. Mm-hmm. Like there's a few outliers that are proving it wrong, but I think it's a really hard lifestyle to rebound from. Also considering just to bring up just incredible, right? Guys like Shawn Michaels or even Matt Hardy have a lot to show for their struggles financially. Whereas a guy like Justin Incredible probably doesn't have that nut that Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy's yeah. got a compound with his brother. They got they got a but house, they got then, kids, they got things. A lot of these wrestlers get chewed up and spit out by this system. But part of the problem, I think, of the one of the downsides of the fact that wrestling is there is a, a monopoly with WWE and that these guys are contractors is that even some of the really good guys don't have that much to show for sure, for sure. in the end. Like, you know. Th- I think The Rock clearly made more money not in wrestling than in wrestling. But he's certainly the outlier. Yeah. But even that, I, like, let's take Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he made a good amount of money in wrestling. I don't know if that means he like never has to work again. I'm not. I'm not. It, it's crazy that I'm not even sold on that fact. Like, I don't know. I, don't I really don't. I think he's good. I don't know. He just took that payday for for uh, fucking dirty. You think Saudi he's show? doing uh, Marine 17 because he doesn't need it? No, but if someone say, "Hey, do a fucking movie. It's fun," and then also you get money. Yeah, d- straight to DVD movie. He doesn't. What is he? He has integrity. He's an artist of integrity <laughs> when it comes know, to I'm acting. Just, I'm just saying, it doesn't seem like. That they're, that's that thrilling of an opportunity. If someone asked me to be in a movie with Becky Lynch and The Miz, it's going straight to DVD. I'd say, yeah, sure, whatever. Let's do it. Yeah, uh, but you're the, resurrection, the resurrection of Gavin asking, Stone, however. Yeah. <laughs> Who's asking you right, to Jabronis, do that? Here, all right, I'm going to move on to one more question, and then uh, we're going to play cash, in, and then we're going to get into the Cow Summit. All right? Okay. Uh, uh, so, okay. So, my, my, one question is, should I... St- Stop trying to convince my wife to watch wrestling. Yes. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a point. It's a waste of time, right? Because I had a moment when I was like, yo, Jamie, you, I was I was like, hey, I was like, this Ronda, this Ronda, Skyler is opening the door. Wait, you want the, uh, you want the hummus, Skyler? 
Guys, I love them dry. I, 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 I got a lot yeah. of great. Where's the Where's the kayfabe? It's in the fridge. The kayfabe of Cal is that it's a it's completely acceptable to take a can of Lacroix, bring it purposefully up to the microphone mid somebody's point, and open it, and then we'll ask you what flavor. That's not rude at all. But if you want to eat anything, that you're out of fucking line. You're out of line. So that's just, that's the rules of Cal. Everybody knows that. Um, one thing I want to say is uh, okay. So my wife, uh, the Charlotte. Ronda match. I was like, "This has got to be a match. This has got to be a. This has got to be a match that I could show her, right? Right. Right now, we're getting to snacks, guys. Cut us a break we here. Are we're doing one eight. hour in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These guys are eating. These guys are already. Uh, they're glue. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I was like, even that, she didn't want to watch it. She doesn't want to watch it, and I'm like, yo, I think she'll like it. Now I take big breaks of even trying to sell her on it. You know what I mean? But every once in a while, I'm like, she might dig this. Here's what I think. I think you should try to be. What uh, the uh, the late George H.W. Uh, Bush referred to as the shining city on the hill. You just need to be an example of somebody who enjoys wrestling, and the joy that you get from it will naturally draw her towards it. Stop trying to convince her. Right. And just be it. Skyler, have you tried to convince your wife to watch wrestling? No, because I know who I'm dealing with. I know that. <laughs> I, know, I, I, I love her dear, dearly, and, and she supports me, but like, I think the fact that she is so cool with me watching it is enough. I don't. Right? I don't need to. I. I. Because honestly, I only ask because she's also is constantly doing plays. Yeah. Uh, so she's a big theater person. My wife is an actress and comedian. Not. Not a theater. Uh, not necessarily as deep into theater as your wife. Yeah, and I. I could definitely uh, draw it to theater, and 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 my wife can understand that. But I. I, I just don't think that like seeing body slams. Honey, is just let me so show you the worst theater on earth. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, so, hey, one degree yeah. below porn. You know, I think true. you're gonna love this. Use this for your uh, I mean, profession. I mean, one degree. Uh, you know, uh, lower than porn, especially in in certain people's acting talents. Uh, there. Right, sometimes yeah. I'm watching that stuff, and I'm just like, terrible. this is this is really. That worse. is one of so, the toughest things. Like I can't believe. I'm watching this. It's painful when when you're watching. You know, I don't even want to name names because I can't think of any off the top. Um, but the it most is. recent uh, open forum on Raw, Dean, uh, with Dean. the Sasha, Sasha and, and Bailey, Bailey, all oh, that bullshit. Oh, yeah, that the, yeah, yeah. And I exactly. So for every Seth Rollins cash in, I do not need my wife to go. What? On Earth, have you been watching? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, all right. Let's play this one last game. Yeah, quick yeah. question. Chef. It's on subject. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for people with significant others, yes, guys. Throw how me many sweet potato chips? Yeah, you got it. How many <laughs> wrestling shows have they accompanied you to? How many live wrestling shows have, have you brought a significant? Oh yeah, to? so Chet has been to some shows. Uh, Shebs is fiance. I uh, took her to SmackDown. I, I, I took my wife Mania. to. I, I took my wife to. Uh, Dolph Ziggler gave us free like third row tickets to the Forum for a house show. Uh, which was a mistake to her house show because it removes all the glitz and glam. So right. that's a mistake. Uh, I realized after, and then, uh, but I was like, oh, but Brock is on the the card, so we got to see Brock wrestle. But she did not dig it. And also, the forum does not have fun snacks. There's it was not. A, it was not a great place for her to take her. There's an Instagram video I remember you posted. I, I don't know how to find it because it years yeah. and years ago. But of you guys at that show, yeah, and it's Brock Lesnar suplexing the shit out of someone, and you're going Del nuts, real. and you're like, oh my god, it's Brock, it's Brock, and then you pan to Jamie, and she's just on her phone, just like uh. nodding disapproval. Tweeting. Yeah. Uh, I think, honestly, I think somebody who isn't into wrestling, taking him to a WWE show isn't the move. You have to take him to like a PWG or like a smaller, more intimate show. Even like when they do like uh, Nuclear Heat at Hi Hat in Highland Park or something like that, because that energy 
and like the more punk rock energy of it, I think, is more intoxicating than the, yeah, the that, WWE. That's what I do with my non-Mark friends. Right. Like I have a buddy Brandon who I brought to PWG, and they were, and then I took him to NXT because I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you in. And even NXT is like, yeah, I liked, I love that one that we went to yeah. where they were, they were like, you know, it's just you got to know your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so yes, I, I think in general, I, I can't speak for other significant others. I just know what I'm dealing with, and I know right. that it's it's just best to just do my. I own will thing. give up. Did Chet dig it? Chet's just fiance. If you, ask, if you ask her today, did she like? You it? know, Skylar's wife Anna, not into it at all. My wife, not into it at all. Uh, Chet, I I guarantee you two things. One, Chet liked it more than both of your significant others, and I also guarantee that she will claim to have fucking hated it way more than either of your fian- uh, wives ever could. Like, her opinion of it is so low. If you ask her now, she's like, it was miserable. I did not like it at all. But when we were there, she was fucking cheering. She was into it. Okay. So you're... She's a liar is what you're saying. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, clearly, you're filthy, clearly this, filthy I don't liar. know what to make of that. This almost <laughs> shares the same issue, which is that they are incapable of saying anything nice about anything. I, I, I think Even she, if they uh, like stuff... I asked Jeb stuff that I know he outright likes, and for him to heaven. fight through, like... Some positive statement about it is brutal for him. Oh man! I actually, I, sidebar: I watched you boys some grapes. I, 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 I actually would like to say that uh, I actually think what Shebs is doing is that he's so fucking competitive that what he's saying is that she hated it, but he had to find a way to be better yeah, yeah, in yeah, this yeah, scenario. Yeah. She hated it more than your guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, he's like, if you ask her, she's gonna say it was the worst experience of her life. It felt like getting assaulted, but uh, she liked it more than your fiancés and wives. <laughs> uh, that's a classic. Shebs. Routine. All right, well, I'm a classic. What do you want to tell you? Anyway. Um, I have a question for you. Are yeah. we trying to... There was some chatter about us trying to do something with our parents, Mania Weekend. That Well, so that actually, uh, Mania is going to be interesting. There yeah. was chatter about us getting all of our parents together to go to a wrestling I, My parents are going to WrestleMania. Are you serious? That's insane. It's in, in MetLife. They're yeah, going. I know. I understand. Where they want to go. They, they listen to the pod every week, so now they want to go. That's you know, awesome. So they're gonna go. So I don't know what that. I don't know where that leaves us because I'm gonna have. And then my nephews want to go. So the whole black family wants to go Your to WrestleMania. Go so they can fucking cower under in fear and cry about Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, anyway, cool. Anyway, all right, guys, we'll figure that out later. Let's get into. Do uh, uh, you guys need a snack break? No. Uh, let's get I going. Think, it's yeah. fine. We're doing it off my. It's Just fine. Dude. Know it's that 95. people listening in the background, what you're hearing is a snacky Look, snack. Look, the, the next half an hour, there'll be some light snacking, and then we'll take a break. What and flavor? Then, yeah. Lime. I bet that's the closest to me. I got to switch it up on the next LaCroix. Uh, is there enough LaCroix for all you guys? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I got a whole All right. Box. By the way, we got, a, we got. I have a bar there in a bag over I'm, there. I'm on Topo if, Chico if, now. If, if you guys want to. Uh, yeah, I mean, that yeah, was disgusting. The Topo Chico. Are you crazy? Topo Chico's delicious, but I mean, to bring it in here like uh, that, it was it was for me. It was a sh- I would say the it was LaCroix almost Shebzian. In here. A Shebzian maneuver. I started the LaCroix movement in here, and like anyone, any great artist, you know when it's time to pivot to the next thing. And you know what? People might not like where I'm going, but believe me, they will be there eventually. Look, you're saying LaCroix appropriation happened. I, look, I brought LaCroix to the forefront. I was the original... I was the originator of the one percenters whoop ass. All right, I, I know it. I know how it works. All right, we got. I got some. I got a cash in here. Mark Holt fan cow sketch. I'm gonna play this, oh, no. and then we're gonna get into the cow summit. Wait, Ready? What is this? I don't know. It's High a, risk of failure here. Let's find right. out. I know. Is this a playable I'm thing? Move my mic away so I don't scoff. Hey, Mikey, it's Phil. Just rolling through before Is this I Sandler? Just 
just got back from the stadium. Oh, hey, Phil, how was SmackDown? So good, Philip. But I mean, I just couldn't stop looking at Becky's ass. I thought I was going to have to do something. Swamp. But I kept it together. You know, someone's got to make those hoogies tomorrow. Yeah, you do, man. You want the usual? You betcha. All right, I got you. Pull around. You know, I was watching a bit here since it's slow. I just don't understand the hype around Daniel Bryan. I'm really not a fan of being lectured to about my recycling habits, you know? That's just not entertaining to me. This heel turn could have been much more interesting in my opinion. So interesting. You know, the Supreme Leader mentioned it would have been cool if he was like surprised by himself. Right. Kind of torn up about it. Right? Yeah, we can't have everything we want, right? Ain't that the truth. I think that would have been a lot more fun to watch. Yeah, I agree, man. It could have been so much better. He just dropped into it so fast and easy. It doesn't make sense to me. The jabron is drawling. It feels so contrived. I'd love to see a personal identity crisis instead of this hardcore heel turn. Turn on a dime. I just don't feel the motivation. I feel like the anger is there in the character, but they just threw in a reason to justify it without too much thought. Yeah, you know, but hey, the belt looks good without the place on it, eh? Hell yeah, it does. All right, I'm out of time. I got to hit at the Mac machine, and there's a six-pack of one percenters will pass waiting for me at the house. Sure thing, Mikey. Here you go, the Roman. No vest. Cheers up, bud. Thanks, Phil. Cheers up. Well done. All right. All right. So you wanted, okay, so you had a, your who and your what were there. You're going to want to try to get your game out on like the first page of your sketch. Yeah. I don't know what was unusual about that. Uh, and I don't know, therefore, I don't know like what we're trying to like hide. Absolutely. It was more sketch. dramatic. Chef, Chef right? is a UCB sketch I'm a, teacher. I'm a sanctioned Upright Citizens Brigade training center sketch teacher. And I can tell you that was not a sketch. <laughs> well, it was, just, it was, just, ma it was no. just matter of fact. That was no, a skit. Let me tell you what it was. That was just a fucking cash in a with, a, with, a, with a car with sound effect in the beginning and a car sound effect. There was no. It was I a, liked it. I fucking hated it. Is this? Wait a minute, Chips. Is this how you teach your students? Yeah. yeah. You I absolutely. Them. I scream like at them. He's lashing them. Yeah. I scream at them about what they turned into. Not sketch teacher. comedy. Can, I know. Can you try to give some constructive feedback to that? Chips comes in. He's like, take everything you know and throw it out the window. I literally say, you know what? You know how I start first day class. I go. A lot of you guys gonna bring in sketches. And, uh, you know, some of you are going to be, you're not going to think they're that great. That's, you know, don't worry about it. That's okay. I'm not going to think anything any of you write is good. They're all going to be bad. You actually say that? Nicer than that. I just go like, <laughs> I mean, it's How all. You actually say it? I say it's all going to be bad. Don't be self-conscious. None of this stuff is good. If any of it was good, you, didn't, you wouldn't need to be in a sketch one-on-one class. So don't worry. You don't feel self-conscious. We're all here to, to help each other. You're all thing. trash. Yeah, we're all going to get better together. I'm sure together. you create a great environment for vulnerability. I get really good reviews at the end of the year, every year. So I think I'm doing all right. Because they're, they're What's your constructive feedback for the? For that, I would no, say it I needed, thought it was a, it wasn't a sketch. I would say it was it, a yeah. cool framing device yeah. for a cash in, like a conversational thing. Go through the drive through. I would, I would say and it, there was some light locker room talk in there. And I, I, didn't I, was, I didn't understand the inclusion of the first line is going to be a comment about Becky Lynch's ass. That was a uh, that a was a reference. I understand something. it's a reference, I'll call but I'm back saying for you guys don't don't do improv. So, but the thing is this. Uh, if you're starting, you can't on page one before a game is established, before we know this is just going to be a regular cash-in, to bring in something else as a joke or a reference or a callback, no good, because then we think the whole sketch is going to be about that thing. So I was w waiting for commentary. Are you actually this swampy, or are you going to make fun of the people who are that swampy? Are you going to let us know this was a reference? So I think that was probably the biggest mistake. Okay. Well, listen, guys. I, I think it's the effort, though, for fuck's sake. Yeah. You I mean, know. It is just a first draft, so go back, write it uh, with these notes, and, and check back in. 
I think we're looking into this a little too much. I think he just wanted to give homage oh, no, to Shwitty, this we, year we, we, we in Cow Nation. Who okay. gave this guy Listen, a fucking I don't even, Kudos to this listener for uh, yeah. putting audio production together in I time. agree. But also, get your head out of your ass. If you're going to throw something into the Cow Arena, it's going to yeah. get chewed up and spit back out. Especially God bless. I'm Move in the on. mix. Come on. Cheers also, up. I think you only liked it because this guy was clearly Canadian. I could tell this ca- this guy was Canadian. No, he Hispanic. He was Canadian. Whoa, there's Hispanic. There's, there's, there's Latinos there's in Canada. A oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Have a mic. What a Hispanic sound like a Nosh. Yes. That guy. Right. <laughs> no, there was like an A in there. Let it be known that a Nosh shadily says the swampiest stuff of all of us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 anyway, how many? Uh, let's uh, let's go to Shebs. How as a sketch teacher, how many moves would you give that? Zero moves. It's not wow. a sketch. It's a, it's a fucking cash in with a with a sound effect. All right, well, for fun, can you give it one? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, Newman, how many moves would you give that sketch? I mean, I, I think it's a skit, and I would call it, I would, I would give it one move. <laughs> all right, anyway, cool. So, um, um, oh, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna hold off on this cash in that I want. We'll, we'll save it for later. Let's get into the cow summit. You guys ready? Yeah. Are you guys ready for the <laughs> cow comedians of wrestling official professional wrestling summit? Yes. Yeah, okay. but that name needs to be longer. Are you guys ready for the Comedians of Wrestling official professional wrestling summit? 2018. All right, let me intro it, guys. Shut yes. up for a little bit. Yes. Yes. Professional wrestling first ever summit. Okay, so what is this? Why have you called us all so here, what, Dan? What? Don't just jump on this shit, okay? Well, it, it was awkward. What is the Cal Professional Wrestling episode uh, summit? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, my, my, ask, did, ask again. We're already, we're, already, we're already well within the like range of a normal episode. <laughs> By the way, for three hours, Dan's my been like, "Who's froze. ready for?" <laughs> Since before we started, he's like, "Are you guys?" So everyone's ready. Are you ready? Just can't get to the thing. I whipped up What's a very the nice thing? Intro. All right, cut this part out, and we'll go right into this, okay? Ready? Okay, here we go. great. No, don't cut this out. Okay. So, we all love rating professional wrestlers. We do. We love it. Uh, anytime we're together, we're always talking, who's the best wrestler of all time, right? Uh, who? How would, you rank, how would you rank this guy? Who's on the Mount Rushmore, right? Who's uh, who's in the top 10? No, he's not top 10. He's top 10, right? So, rating wrestlers is a conversation that all professional wrestlers have, but... 
the thing is that normally the conversation just buckles down to like who is better than this guy uh you know being like oh he's my number six right so the idea of the pro wrestling summit is that we are going to rank professional wrestlers we're going to give them a score from zero to 100. I don't think it's a percentage. I don't see it as, a, oh, this is the percentage. That starts being like, what percentage are they like, uh, you know, uh, this is what their power is or whatever. It's just like, what's their what's their number? What's their ranking, you know? And it it's, it's less about, oh, uh, two wrestlers can be the same number. That's, I think, the beauty of ranking wrestlers like this. Plus, the range is wide, and there because there's a lot of wrestlers. Okay, like so, it's uh, 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 so you start figuring out what it is. Plus, out of a hundred, you you kind of have uh, growing up in America. I don't know how they do it overseas. You kind of have the classic school ABC system kind of ranked in there, right? So, a wrestler, uh, uh, and this was fine tuned by the Salami Bros. Me and Arlen and Shebs were kind of talking about it and figured out this is actually the best way what we think is the best way to discuss professional wrestlers. Now, look, here's the thing with the summit, okay? This is bias, right? This is based on the people who are in this room right now, okay? So the whole thing about the summit is that this is meant for you guys to get involved. I've got tons of cash-ins from you guys about professional wrestlers, how you feel about it, which wrestlers you're the most heated about, the most you think they don't get with the respect they deserve, they're underrated, they're overrated. I got a bunch of cash-ins on that stuff. Um, and so we're going to get you involved here. But this is going to lead to future summit episodes. This is the new type of cow episode, the cow summit episode, where you guys will be, sh- I will, we have, right now we have a, the official, the cow official summit Google Sheet document, which when this episode airs will be made public, uneditable, uneditable, but it'll be public for you to look at, and you could see the rankings of wrestlers from zero to hundred. So you're, let's say you're, you know, uh, uh, we make uh, AJ AJ Styles. He's an 88 out of hundred, right? You'd be able to see that. So you could go into that document, and if something grinds your gears, you're like, my guy, my woman is below this guy, and it grinds your gears. You'll leave us a cash in. On on the Summit Cash in Line, which is the 316-789-6006 number. Repeat, 316-789-6006. That's the Cow Summit number. So the 9 to 5 number uh, for cashing in here now has flown into being the Summit number. And so you can say, you can leave us a cash in there just being like, yo, you guys ranked this guy way too low. You ranked this guy way too high. You haven't even mentioned this guy who revolutionized this. And then we'll have an episode listening to your cash in and dissecting uh, dissecting it and deciding if it will affect this uh, uh, Google Sheet, and we're going to be pretty open to it. So the idea is for us to, us to all learn from each other more and to be super interactive and kind of be like, this is the cow ranking, and it's not just us telling you who's good. It's about you kind of interacting with us. So that's the whole thing. Anyway, so the way we're doing it today is the first ever summit is what I did to the guys in the room. I presented them my document. I made the first ever document, and it is uh, uh, I shared this Google sheet with them, and it's here's how I rank the pro wrestlers. Okay, I I have uh, this guy. Uh, th- this is how I see it right now, and they all got it well in advance, and they can look at it, and they have their opinions on where I messed up, where I'm right, who I left off, and uh, we can get into the minutia of it. Like some of this stuff might just be small adjustments. I want this guy above this guy, and uh, that's what the summit episode is. Is Finding out who are the best of all of all time, where they rank, and how they all rank with each what other. Grand, grand. Okay, Raspberry. absolutely. 
Absolutely. So I presented my list to these guys in the room. Okay, now let's talk to you guys. All right, so you guys are here. Uh, we, do we need to reintroduce you guys for the summit? No. I think we're okay, okay man. Okay, I think <laughs> we're, we're like here. I just want to make sure that people don't forget you're here. Actually, let's do it because I might. I might share this as a separate thing. Okay. So uh, in the room right now for the first ever Cal Summit, uh, we have Nasty Newman. How about it? We got Jason Shabiro. Can you play my intro? <sighs> uh. Love it. Thank you. We have Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. What I've flavor? been here for two years. <laughs> Pomple Moose. Absolutely. B bumping into a girl. I've been here for 12 years. And the businessman extraordinaire himself, Mr. Arlen Mormel. That's not my name. Uh, uh, Donnie Double Chico. Nope. <laughs> what is Try your again. name again? The Crown, Crown Jew. Jew. Oh, the Crown Jew. The Crown Jew, Arlen Marmel. Thank uh, you. Absolutely. He's here. Um, and myself. So, okay. So, fellas. The summit. I'm very excited about this. You've saw the list. You all have it in front of you on your uh, on your devices, on your printouts. And I, all right. So first thing I want to do is that there's for me here was my rubric for what I got. I think we should go through that. Is I was thinking about and 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 this is a discussion on how do we rank these guys. What what is the rubric for it? And I'll be taking notes of this as we go because this is important shit. Okay, I thought one of my tiers was impact on the business. In and outside of the business. I had that, okay? Uh, I don't know why I had that first, but I had that first. I have memorable moments, memorable matches, all right? Uh, work rate in ring. Mic skills, stick skills, promo work. Uh, and then I think about booking, which we could talk about, meaning titles and stats. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And I'm always curious how much that actually matters, which we'll get into because it's we know it's a scripted element. Um, look. It's big. From, I wrote that in capitals. Look. Don't you feel like maybe hair should be a separate category? In there, that, that, that encapsulates gimmick. Cla uh, uh, as in your gimmick is, is a clarity of character, costuming, uh, uh, effectiveness of your gimmick. And then overness, I'm calling. <laughs> Meaning, like, how over you are with the crowd. Now, we can talk about all these, how they break down. But to me, I didn't break this down. I originally was like, oh, this will be 10% here, 10% there. This is how I factor it. But to me, this is, I think the beauty of it is it's not an exact science. It's gut feeling. Ultimately, yeah. it's gut feeling. Like, these are, these are the tenets to me of being a pro wrestler. You tell me if I miss something or if I'm, one of these is not important to you. But it's mainly like, where, what feels right? That's how it is when you're putting these guys on the list. So uh, I'm opening up to you guys and talking about the rubric. Uh, 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 did that sound good to you guys? Any, any, anything to talk about there? I would say their impact in uh, WWE. I actually, that was my question. To what degree do you think having like I, I feel like Ric Flair is great. About to say that's like my number one thing is Ric Flair. Uh, that's Bob always Ackland. the that's always the Mount Rushmore to topic for me when people put Flair on the Mount Rushmore. I'm like, what? But like, is WWE? Yeah, it's WWE brand. It, it wasn't. It wasn't there. Same with du same with Dusty. Exactly. So you're saying WWE specifically as the company and their importance to this company is 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 a criteria for how good of a wrestler they I are. I think it's, a, it's just a question, and I do think there's a significant difference if WWE didn't exist yet. Right. Like, but okay. So how do you reconcile this? Right. Like Bruno San Martino. Well, Bruno San Martino. Right. He was the WWF champion. Yeah, yeah. No. No. I'm saying like Ric Flair is a specific case right. because. His moments were in WCW to some degree, in NWA, yeah. and not in WWF at the time, which existed. It's different if it didn't exist, right? 
But the you stuff d- that Rick Flair, just, do you so the things that Ric Flair was doing, right, like um, in Jim Crockett promotions and stuff like that, that was actually the dominant promotion. It was bigger than WWE, WWF at the time. Of course. So, I, so it's weird to me that you would say, well, it, well, he didn't. His run wasn't as good in WWE. Well, what he did was was the was the WWE at the time. It just had different letters in front. So of then it. you're saying you don't put weight. It's just whatever your think, general wrestling impact is. I think so. I think to the business of wrestling, of which the WWEF is historically the the biggest thing, right? It's the biggest, biggest element of it, but I would say wrestling business. How about the Young Bucks? Exactly. So, so yeah, well, I mean, we're going to get into the specifics of actual wrestlers as we go when forward. When are we going to get into the specifics of well, I'm just talking about... It's the, been hours! <laughs> I'm talking about the rankings. You know, I'm talking about, like, uh, uh, I don't know, we're going to do it right now. I don't but, know why. Young Bucks, by the way, not even on We were doing it right now. I appreciate the Young Bucks. They're amazing. I love New Japan. If they're never in WWE, it's like, does that affect... It's just tough. And I feel that way for Flair. I understand that what he was doing was, you know, and they call him a 16-time champion, but the truth is, you know, it's like countless more times. Well, they're about to take that one away from him and hand it off. Yeah, but uh, I just think that, I don't know, it's tough. The Flair thing's always been tough for me because we never really saw his run with Hogan, you know, in the right. WWE. We, ne- we never saw that, and they're the same generation. They're right. not. I don't think, I don't think they're, I don't think the, the promotion they worked for, the era they worked in, the country they live in, I don't think it has anything to do with these rankings. I think. What about it's Sting? Like a, huh? Sting. What, what about him? You, you think it has no bearing that he, like, never really had a meaningful run in WWE? No, no, no. I think okay. that, I right. think it's like a debate, right, where, like, a debate isn't the point isn't to discover what the truth is it's just who can present the most persuasive argument yeah okay it's case their, by case yeah. okay right, yeah. so established let's go through great let's, let's go. start one of a hundred right now <laughs> <laughs> and like no no we have a little more to talk about before we get into it no i'm saying let's go through the the the, the key i think just because i gave you the sheet they can't see it right now uh it will be it will be available to you guys but just i think starting from the top because i think those will get the conversation going it's like when you're ranking it's basically like I started top down, where you're just like, right. who are the top wrestlers ever? Okay, so on my list, I gave, um, um, and I think this goes right into the top five conversation. My, on my list, I put the number one wrestler. I gave him ninety nine percent, and that's like, should anyone get a hundred? That was what my first question right off the bat. I have one. I have 100. one also. It would be what? Maybe Vince. Yeah, that was mine too. Vince, yeah. Vince McMahon <laughs> is the wrestler. So yeah, let's compare notes. Me and Newman, one hundred. I got Vince. Not only I write 100 there, and I said he is God, and all of wrestling is created in his, in his image. <laughs> true. I, I, I'm open to making Vince 100 and just being like that. Is it just because? But I think he's, Vince is just a separate thing. He's more like God, right? Right. He's, he's got. More, he, I would he's put like a 100, 100 with an asterisk. It's yeah. like how important is Lauren Michaels to Saturday Night Live? Right. He's the guy. You know. You know what? He, right. It's like not even 100. It's just the infinity symbol. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which I will add right now. Do we all agree on that? So keep in mind. The document is open in front of me this whole episode. It's always in play. Yeah. We're going to move on from my, my new show of the, of the summit as we go, but always know if it hits you where you're like, yo, I got to change this, right. it's always in play right. for the rest of the well, six, we, seven And let hours. me say this, and let me say this, just to qualify Vince McMahon or Mr. McMahon as a full-blown wrestler, he is a two-time world champion. Okay. I don't think that matters. Uh, That's one of your factors. Yeah, I know. Well, so it does we, matter. Are we well, rating said, him or not? Is he is he rated on this? Because I do think it's different. Like, let's go around the room. Arlen, should Vince McMahon have a rating out of 100? I think if you were to give him a rating out of 100, wait, wait, you would have to rate him a as a wrestler. Rating. You would have to rate him as a wrestler, not his overall. Like, sometimes when you have Hall of Fames, it'll be like, they, they get the Lifetime Achievement Award. Like, he would... He's clearly like there's a statue of him at the front of the WWE Hall of Fame if it ever exists. And him rated as a wrestler, in my opinion, he's not 100 as a wrestler. 
He's a two-time champion. He d he never wrestled regularly. Like he he wouldn't be the number one wrestler of all time. He's the number one most impactful person to wrestle. So yes or no? I'm happy rating him, but he wouldn't be a hundred if we we're gonna rate him. Oh. I, think, I think he's a wrestler. You can rate him. So you're saying that you you can isolate, you can compartmentalize his work, his impact to the business. Well, as versus... a wrestler, he's like a fifty, right? Like, I mean, no, like two, two times champ, two times champ. He created NXT, but I'm not going to give him that credit when I rate him as a wrestler. Well, well NXT is not the big NXT is not. not the big leagues. Being the god of NXT is not being the god of all. Well, of wrestling. I think I think to your point, uh, Dan, <laughs> yeah. about about all of the factors for someone like a Triple H, and we'll get to him. Obviously, Maybe. I think part part will be <laughs> if we're lucky, we'll get his, to his in ring. I know we're goofing, but we have six hours left, so we should be able. To work it in. Part part of, it, we get Triple H in the last minute. <laughs> yeah, part of Triple H's uh, ranking will, will 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 be due to his in ring work, and then his mic skills, and then even his impact on the business. Sure. Obviously, NXT being a huge factor in that. Right. So uh, to that point, uh, Vince McMahon, I actually to double down, do not feel comfortable giving him a hundred, but I do feel comfortable let's giving him an infinity. I let, really do. I, I think that, that is, <laughs> he I, is I'm for the infinity yeah. side. Okay. He's I, like, he's quintessence, right? He's like the fifth element. He's the thing that binds everything right. together. Like, yeah. I, I, I if if we are making a Mount Rushmore, maybe he's not one of the faces on the mountain. He is he's the, the fucking mountain. mountain. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's in the clouds, yeah. fucking looking down, with, with, you know. I think there's an important point here. And I will advocate against the infinity symbol because I think if we are rating the, are we rating contribution to wrestling, that's, or are we rating the best wrestlers? I because think, that's the difference with Triple H. Well, I will have to what, consider NXT, or right. I will not. But well, if we're talking about like rubric. But I'm asking, should I change the rubric? No, I think Vince McMahon de uh, defies the rubric. I, I, right, I think that he right. is infinity bec because he transcends you know, it. We yeah. can't isolate his wrestling. But so let's say you're saying who do do the them as wrestlers or their contributions to wrestling? Yeah, there's only like two. Two guys we're citing that we have to consider their contributions behind the scenes of wrestling. Guys like Dusty and Ric Flair and Hogan, they did some booking, but you're really talking about Triple H and Vince McMahon. So since it's such an outlier of a factor, I'm happy to consider that as a factor. We and also have to we also have to then discuss like what do you consider to be wrestling right. versus like cutting promo, like because like, like Vince is incredible on the mic. He's yeah. always in character. Yeah. Uh, he is responsible. He's the reason for the season. So I don't know if like rating him as like his his ability to work. You know, uh, convincingly in the ring is the only thing that so, makes him a wrestler. So I think that we want to agree that a contributing factor is contribution to wrestling overall, sure, which I that, also think solves that, a little bit for Ric Flair, like not oh, not yeah, WWE. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I think like, yeah, throw that out the way. Like it doesn't matter where so they contribution work, to they wrestling work. is a factor in this. No, but, but yes. if it matters to you, everyone brings their own. This is going to be biased. If you believe, if you've not been in WWE, like it matters a lot to you, then that's something to argue for. Uh, it's a, it's not invalid. Uh, it's just unfair to that. That time like I, i'm comfortable keeping i'm what's up Arlen's. oh oh arlen's gonna step out for a business call all right take your business call I, i'm saying that oh i guess he's these. very upset we're not gonna stop the podcast, no, we're not gonna stop the podcast for, for one guy we gotta keep going but he will be back he might come when he gets back we'll probably be talking about the third best wrestler right <laughs> yeah. now we're on we didn't even start with the we're on infinity right to now me, like to me to me flair's ranking is like uh, uh, the fact that he wasn't a big WB star it doesn't matter to me at all. Doesn't matter to me. I mean, I th so I think it's I think it's uh, conditional on the talent. You know what I'm saying? I That's where so. I rank it. I, I certainly think that your WWE run is a factor for many people, but for when we're talking about Ric Flair, it just it just doesn't factor in right now. Right. It's hard to tell me. It's, it's you're, you're gonna have a hard time selling me on. Truthfully, like the Bucks is the best example. It's it, and and Omega. It is hard to be like, yo, they're the best of all time when they haven't touched. WWE greatness. Sure, it right. is. It is yes, hard. I agree.
Um, but okay. So one other thing we got to factor in is I don't know how to type the infinity symbol. But uh, besides that, uh, but like I was saying you did kind of sell me on Vince like selling. It's like what is wrestling? Yeah. Right. Like wrestling isn't wrestling. We know that. So what? Like. It is, but then it's all. I feel, and, and I also feel conflicted giving Vince like a ninety-two. Right, like right. Vince, you know, he deserves like a one hundred. Right. So it's either one hundred or or or, or NA or infinity. Right. Well, I feel like if, if he wasn't the owner of the company or something like that, right? Or if maybe he was the owner, but then he, he I don't know. Right. Like maybe as just a pure wrestling character, Mister McMahon. I might not be watching wrestling. So maybe, I mean, maybe to a degree, what what the all of these other wrestlers, what they're doing is Vince's idea. Right. So he's, I mean, Infinity, I think, is the only, because he, right. he permeates this in a way where it's yeah, like. You, here's my, actually, here's where I'm at, I'm at right now, and I'm going back and forth. That's the whole point of the sum it up, is I, I'm at Vince getting a 100. So am I. I'm fine with that. I, we, me and Newman were, we rated him a 100. It's, uh, 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 Skylar and Arlen were like, I don't know. But Skylar said the Infinity, which I'm also cool with. Yeah. I would settle for Infinity. Uh, but I, I, my vote is 100. No, Vince is the best wrestler of all time. That's what I think, yeah. That's <laughs> it, what like, I think. It, it I mean, is think, true. Think when about you, the feud. What's his biggest feud? You're going to say Stone Cold? I'm going to say it's fucking Ted Turner and an entire company. Oh, yeah. That's true. I, I, I'm going to vote. I'm, I'm voting giving Vince a 100. That's what I'm voting. All his right. feud is the entire S&P index. He's a, he's a publicly <laughs> traded stock. Is it a 100 asterisk? I don't think the asterisk needs to be there. No, give him a 100. Give Vince a 100. Give him a 100. On the board. Agree. He's on the board. But I will say this: when we're talking about the top five greatest wrestlers of all time, we could leave him off that list. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't. I think I think it's a weird thing. He's a 100, but that also is like a perfect score is also fake. So it's kind of encapsulates the infinity aspect of it. Sure. Right. You know I, mean, what I, also, mean? I also think the idea of like what's their impact, you know, in WWE and all that stuff, that doesn't apply to the top ten. I think that like guys who are in the top ten, like Ric Flair, obviously transcend so many of these categories that it's fine if they weren't. Like the majority of their shit wasn't in WWE, right? Uh, um, okay, like Foley. I mean, like, yeah, he did, he did he did a ton of shit in WWE, but like, my when I think of McFoley, I think of Cactus Jack and ECW, and like the King of the Deathmatch in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's mad high on this list, right? And I think part of his WWE success is because he had all this context of being this fucking legendary hardcore badass. Comedians of wrestling. Wednesday. When I go to work. <laughs> this has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.